When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Revely, revely, dogs. Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. Hey, we're in Arizona. Yeah. Like, it, is it, what's worse for me in this setting? My paleness or my chubbiness? I can't, like, I don't know what no, no, to do. No, no, turn your head to about. the side. Turn your head. Look to the, did you shower? No, no, further, further, further. No, no. Turn to the left, but turn all the way. More, Moss. Look at your hair, you fucking unkempt piece of shit. <laughs> what is that? And by the way, could this lighting be worse? I mean, could I be balder in this <laughs> fucking lighting? Welcome to the award-winning I morning mean... combat. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we are. Uh, you know, it, when we fly to the West Coast at our age and our level of health and... Um, it's it's a beating every it time. It takes about it it's takes a fucking forty-eight to time. seventy-two hours to feel like ourselves again. And ourselves are typically a baseline level of just absolute, you know, shittiness. So yeah. compound that. And here we are. Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight week. Showtime in the house. Morning combat. Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Baby. We have a lot to get to. It's a busy week, not just here in Arizona, which will be there. BC and I will be hosting. The open workouts later today. For, We're going to host everything this week. Yeah, so 4.30 p.m. local, 7.30 p.m. in the east. It will be streamed on YouTube, yeah, the Showtime uh, yeah, Also sports. on the Jake Paul Also on Jake Paul's account, uh, yeah. A few other ones as well. So to get your schedule up to date, and thank you, fans, audience, at MK Hardcore's P1s for adjusting to our noon Eastern start time today. But as Luke said, open workout later today at... 7.30 Eastern? 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 here local. Tomorrow, which is Thursday, we'll be hosting the final press conference. Yep. Friday, the weigh-in. So uh, get up to speed. Follow at Morning Combat, of course, on the social handles for the timing on all this. But we got you covered. Not just, of course, Jake Paul Anderson Silva this yeah, weekend. it's a big weekend, we got actually. got a UFC fight. Yep. Lomachenko's back in boxing. Bellator. Bellator's Bellator back as well. as well. A big Bellator announcement we're going to get to. But what's today's date, Luke? It's like... Uh, 26th. It's a Wednesday. And uh, this is what we do. We're We're old. We're decrepit, but we're big winners. And there was a guy last night who talked to us in the street who I think wanted to bang us. So that was fun, right? Remember that? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't gonna like condemn him just because he wanted he wanted a. He was weird. He was weird. He just came like, dude. If he was he was we he was trying to talk to us, which is fine. I don't like talking to strangers if I can avoid it, but uh, I don't like talking to people I know if I can avoid it. But the thing I was gonna say with BC was he was like, I'm trying to make make it easy on my Uber. I'm like hiding behind the front of a giant ass truck. It's not going to make it easy. He didn't like Uber. my Joe Rogan joke. Did you see how quickly he defended? He Joe? pivoted. Yeah, he pivoted. He was like, "I'm not." Well, you made a Joe Rogan height joke to a complete random stranger, and I just didn't know why you did that. <laughs> For the sake of comedy, <laughs> uh, Luke, you you sent me some great texts. You were like, um, 
Um, I know you'd rather fuck a cactus than hang out with me, so it's cool, but the offer's out there. This is last night. I, I did, did, I did send you. that text, yes. Yeah, yeah, I did hang out with you. How you doing, BC? How you feel? Good uh, bad, but Luke, the thing No, about, you told me last night you were pumped to Yeah, be I'm, here. Pumped, I'm pumped for MK. I yeah. think we're, 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 we're going good places. We're peaking at the beacon with the almonds. Uh, but I think I'm really excited about where we're going. I'm excited about this fight this weekend, seriously. I'm really excited about what this fight looks like. We're on the. I thought you said it last night quite well. Like I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, the YouTube thing—it's a circus." Okay, even if you think that, the way you put it last night was right. This is the most legit version of this we've seen. Absolutely, I think that's true. Even when you know Chael Sonnen came out at the press conference and was like, "This is the fight you didn't think Jake would accept." We didn't think Jake would accept it, so I am excited about you know what's at stake, what this thing looks like. I am excited to be here in Phoenix because Luke, I haven't been here since 1989 when I made that you know trip to the Grand Canyon. Like a Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona. Well, that's you know the the entry city into that area yeah, of the yeah. state. Yeah, but um, I'm happy to be back. So far, Phoenix to me feels like a um, a greener Vegas with a significantly higher level of um, morality. COVID, morality, I'd say, but uh, influenza. That too, that too. But uh, I'm excited to see what Arizona has for us this week along with what we can provide here. Uh, my, my, my driver last night was not complimentary of uh, the people of Arizona. He was a little bit... Uh, oh, is it a big, is it a big like, Jan Sixer warehouse? No, he was Bulgarian, and he was like, I had... He, he used to live in Nepal, like the country Nepal. And he was like, he gave me his card. He's like, if you ever go to Bulgaria, I can't do the accent. He's like, look me up. I'm like, look at me. I'm not going to fucking Bulgaria, okay? Okay. He wanted to third world your ass. Yeah, he was like, the people of Arizona, I don't know how to say. They are, uh, I don't want to say stupid, but, and I was like, okay, all right, just get me to the fucking hotel. We should just kind of freestyle this whole show, right? I mean, there's actual fight stuff to talk about. I mean, like, I can't figure out, am I worse off because I'm pale or because I'm fat at this angle? I don't think you're you're that pale. You're actually not, I'm paler than you are. Remember that time? Remember that time that those those barstool guys joined us on that live stream and they were like, "Can we move these cameras back? It's showing too much of my gut, basically." Yeah. And then, then they they listened to them and then we said, and they're like, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, yeah. We're like, okay, yeah. we're just happy to be here. Yeah, what did uh, Coppinger get get told that time by Bob? Uh, Shut the fuck up! <laughs> you prick! <laughs> you prick! Yeah, yeah. Old Bob, that that salty old <sighs> dog. He's gonna be a hundred years old, still telling people to shut the fuck up. It, indeed, indeed. You know what? I'm really happy though. Hmm. Filthy Phil is back. Yeah, from his murdering spree. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's on that camera right there. Hi, he's Phil. Going, How you doing, hey, bro? Phil, Phil's here. Good. You know, he went to uh, Vanderbilt, which is like the Ivy League of the South. Every school in the South that's halfway decent calls themselves the Ivy yeah. League of the South. There's yeah. only one. U- UVA does it. Stansberry. Yeah, yeah, all the schools yeah. in Virginia do it. William and Mary and Tech and all of them do that. So, I will, William and Mary, did you guys believe you were legit alt? Ivy, you were like. There are some people who, again, dude, any top public school, people who go there think that. I don't think that. But the only claim that William Murray has that's a little bit different than the rest of them is that it's the second oldest college in America. Harvard was the first, William Murray was the second. Oh. Um, 1693. Do you think William and Mary consummated? They were king and queen, so I'm going to imagine, yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to imagine they fucked, BC. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did the horizontal mambo. Back to what we were just talking about, though. How the fuck are we talking about this? Do you think it's still a thing when somebody has an Ivy education and you didn't know it, that when you find out it's like they pulled the sword and they're like, like yeah. Eric Raskin, you know him from the Showtime Boxing yeah, Podcast? Yeah, yeah. That absolute washed piece of great guy. Yeah. Um, he's, he went to Brown. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So did Chris Berman. 
Chris Berman went to Brown? Yeah, he's an Ivy Leaguer, okay? Huh? When I tell people I went to Naugatuck Valley Community Technical <laughs> College, they don't tend to you're, give me that I mean, let's just be honest, you right? You have massively overachieved. Yeah. You have massively overachieved. Yeah. Through scam and, uh, you know, the fraud. The thing I but, like to do, it's kind of my secret, my secret, um, is I like to lower people's expectations right off the jump. You know, just say, just show them, look, I'm an absolute piece nothing. of garbage. No one cares if you live or die. time, right? The real me starts to rise, and then they get shocked. They're like, "Wow, BC just saved the day at this live show." Because, Yo, why is he masturbating at an Arby's? Feeling these margaritas, Brian Campbell. You know, and and it, and it makes me look like the hero when re- in reality I'm just I don't have the self confidence enough to project badassery. I have to come through the back door. I have to reach around. The truth is, I actually know a William? fair number of people who went William? to Ivy League schools. It, they're not nearly as impressive. The schools are, are impressive, but the people themselves, they're not nearly as bright as you might imagine. Yeah, John Kerry. Some of them are. Some of them are. But, like, I had some I had friends that I went, to, well, I went to high school with. They went to Ivy League schools. They're not, you know, they're okay smart. They're not, like, real smart. They peaked too early. They peaked a little early. Yeah, not quite, like, high school quarterback guy, but. Look, you know how um, Doc Seven on the MK award-winning series. Dude, why don't you just show people your butthole at the Spotlight- stage? I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Spotlighted, you know, my backstory. We went to, to the factory town. We got, is there somewhere we can go if we can find more ways to afford these billable hours from Jake Von Amsterdam? Well, who was downstairs? Would, I saw him. That, he's here? Yeah, he's here. Oh, shit. That would give you that same feeling to, to go back and heal, to reconnect with where you came from. I don't, have, I don't, have, any, from, I don't have any interest in returning to You Georgia. could say Cutter. You could say New Delhi. You can't say that. D.C. You could say that. Northern Georgia. Oh, Northern Atlanta, Georgia. No, so Northern Virginia for a couple of years and then uh, South Georgia. What is that place? What is your factory town, bro? Dude, you don't understand. My parents got divorced when I was very young and then I moved around all the time. You're like, oh, go relive those glory days. There was no glory. There was no glory. It was just sadness and Shame, uh, U-Haul yeah. boxes. So all, right. That. Um, all right. So on the show today, we will get to some Anderson Silva and Jake Paul talk, which we're here for. We know there's a UFC this weekend. Everyone calm the fuck Who's down. Who's fighting? I forgot. I think it's Calvin Cater and uh, Arnold mm-hmm. Allen fight. Yeah, it's a big one. That is a big one. I actually don't know that for a fact, but we'll look it up here in just a second. Uh, and then, of course, Bellator and some other stuff as well. So thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube during that little preamble. Uh, hit subscribe. By the way, let's set this up a little bit. The Jake Paul dissected is out. And I know what everyone's going to say. Like, how Okay, you don't have to litter. That's a little much. Uh, well, very Arizona of you, just out yeah, the window, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I was going to say was the folks, at my my, you know, colleagues and bosses at CBS were like, "Do that shit." Here's a true story. I had to do it three different times. I think it was like five different times. Well, yeah, it felt like five different times. So I wasn't really happy with that per se, but it's out. And here's what I'll say about it: like everyone, what are you doing? Got to raise this up. To, to, they wanted it close to the chin, so it keeps dropping. I want to raise you up out the window. That's what I want to. It's saggy, you know. Uh, what I was going to say was, I think a lot of people haven't actually just looked at the film to see what is good or bad about his boxing. And obviously, he's a very junior boxer, so there's going to be a fair amount. Would of you things call him that, a neo fight? Yeah, sure, dude. If you've only got like a handful of years, you're, you know, there's only a certain level of. Expertise, you're going to hey, be Phil, able to hey, master. Phil, Phil, sit right in here for a second. All right. No, 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 no. Can you what? move the show along, please? Don't give a shit about Phil, including me and you. All right. <laughs> I, I fought to get him back on the staff. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. Can I can I finish the plug, please? So yeah. We can please move on from plug this? it. Plug it. Uh, last thing I'd say about this is it's up. Take a look at it. I took a look at the first and second Woodley fights to see what was good, what was bad, what he likes, what he doesn't, what he tends to prefer, what are his sort of uh, tendencies. 
And of course, it's a mixed bag all the way through, as it would be for someone this relatively junior in boxing. But I think you can get an understanding of what has plagued him historically, what he likes to do, and then how that might match up with Silva. So I'll, I'll give you a plug and say no one does it like Professor Salt and Pepper. So hit up youtube.com slash morning combat. We always have great bonus content for them, but this is one of our better, better shit we can produce. Yeah, the here, amount of so. work I had to put into a fighter this relatively junior was, uh, I don't want to do that again. Speaking but. of Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva, Luke, we have a incredible, we have an incredible giveaway brought to yes. us by our friends at Moneyline. And today is the last day to register for it. And what do you get from this? Here we go. Here we go, guys. Get ready for Are this. Are you going to read it? Well, I will just tell them what they're, what they can win. All right. So here's what you can win. Very simple. You can win a flight out here. That's number one. This like, like tomorrow, like basically like right. get ready. Okay. They'll, they'll fly you out here. They'll put you in a hotel. They'll give you a couple tickets to the fight, and they're going to give you a signed glove. And then there's the BC bonus. Signed glove from both main eventers. Both main eventers and BC bonus. You get to hang out with BC all night long, stay in his no, room. No, Friday's morning combat episode. Stay tuned for the time. I think it's, it's going to be in this room. I think it's this room this time. Hey, yeah. if you're MK loyal, a donk, a P1 guy, and you're like... Not only do I want to win this, how do I get on my favorite show? Hey, guys, there's a couch right here. We have a third microphone. Come give your Silva Paul prediction during Friday's live MK show. I just sweetened that deal. So there's a couple-step process. Pretty pretty easy, though, how you get registered to win this. Our folks at Moneyline, our friends, uh, are really going all out for this card, and I appreciate that. Yep. So, Luke, three-step process. Can you deliver? Here we go. Very simple. Number one, download the Moneyline app, which is very easy, just in the App Store, to register for an account and create a roar tag and then comment on their Twitter or Instagram giveaway post of which there are several with your roar tag. You must be 18 or over to enter and you have to be following money lion for a chance to win us residents only. And as BC indicated, here we go. The contest ends tonight at midnight. So if you are trying to go right now, right now, right now is the time to enter ASAP again, our friends at money. Hey! Two tickets to Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva details in the description box below. So make sure you enter There's ASAP. No if tomorrow. You want Big thanks to our friends right at Moneyline for taking now, care of folks. Come on, it's everything. Catch the magic moment. You're doing it right here now. It means everything. I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could, I could brand you as a could Van the, Hagar could, guy. Could I could the, see could it. Could the eyes under? Okay, excuse me. Could the bags under your eyes be bigger? <laughs> yeah, I mean, go, they made those. me check look these. American Airlines things. was like, "No, sir, you said <laughs> you indicated you had one bag, but uh, you know, we there's a there's a very saggy <laughs> look, one right I'm, there." I'm, who know? am I to talk? Look, yeah. look, the bags, look, look at the bags under my eyes. Look at that shit. Wow, that. I mean, you want to talk about crow's feet? That's and the Walking Dead right there. Look at this. Oh, look at that. And, but the thing is, a hey, lot of I that have is, more weird growths on the side of my face. A lot That'd of that is, I got those lasered off. You can do that. I know. I know. I had my lasered off and one grew back. Can you believe that? Yeah. Um. I, I think, Luke, a lot of that is the emotional baggage you still carry from your youth, though. And if you were ever interested in, I've, I've adapted to a life of therapy. Can we do it on the show, though? Like, I wanted to go to MK Couples Therapy with you, with the doc cameras, and you were the one that said no. I don't think that was serious. I'm serious about healing. I don't believe that. I'm very serious about healing. I don't. You're very serial. Super serial. Super serial. Do you ever see Man Bear Pig on South Park? No. You, you never saw the Man Bear Dude, Pig? I mean, I... Great I, show of hands. Who's seen the Man Bear Pig I mean, episode? I effed yeah, with... Yeah, fuck you. Everyone here has seen I effed it. with South Park in the 90s a little bit. Like, you're a lifer, bro. You fucking love that Dude, show. They, I mean, I haven't watched it in the last couple of years, but like up until recently, they've been very, very funny. 
right. The Washington Redskins uh, episode was good too. All right, it's let's get into this. BC, where I come from. Here we go. Mr. Beat, lose the rhythm. Sorry, I'm very very Hagar esque today, right? It, you know. Oh, merch, yeah. Uh, follow up for merch, morningcombat.store. There you go, you can get that. Also, showtime.com, 30-day free trial. If you like it, you can keep it. If not, you can bounce. But after the 30-day trial, you now get three months, three months, BC, uh, for $3.99 thereafter. It's a pretty good deal. Given Arizona's, as a state's, poor record in race relations, including the refusal to uh, acknowledge the MLK holiday, do you yeah. think I'm? I could, this could get misread and I could get... I, could get, you know, I love I, Martin King. Yeah. I do though. That's a weird thing to just bring up randomly. Well, for a it's joke. a it's a connection back to the song, Luke. That has been the theme of our trip this week. My Public Enemy, 1991, off that fantastic but not often talked about record. By the time I get to Arizona, talk about Fear of a Black Planet. No, Fear of a Black Planet was the one that made them super famous after It Takes a Nation to million, of Millions to Hold Us Back made them legit. Oh, I see. But I'm talking about the album after that. Which what, was? What's it called? Um, I'm glad we're talking about this. Gaff, what's the Public Enemy album after uh, after Fear of a Why'd Black Why'd you turn Planet? to Gaff? The, because he's on the computer right Our there. local Jamaican uh, correspondent. Yeah. So I asked him if he was Jamaican-American. Yeah. BC looks like, at the one black guy on staff. He's like, you're Jamaican, right? He's like, uh, no, I'm from Haiti. That's which not how is it well went known. down. I saw his vacation He's like, Haiti, Jamaica. From Jamaica, saying. where he said, went back to the motherland. So I said, if you want to, if he wants to be called Jamaican-American, I'll back His last him name is... Yeah, Apocalypse 91, The Enemy Strikes Black. It had that, you know, Can't Trust It was a jam that was the lead single off that album. But how about this political statement they made, Luke? Rightfully so. All right, can we fucking get to the fights? Racist Arizonians, right? Can we get to the fights, please? They are racist as shit, but can we get to the fights? Did you ever see Raising Arizona with Nicolas Cage? Long time ago, but yes. I don't like that that's become a cult movie. I don't even think it's that good, you know? Uh, it's a good movie. You wouldn't say it's a good movie. It's a good I mean, movie. But I don't think it's one. You mean to the level of a claim. Right. Like, like I, think a, a, I think of cult classic like Tommy Boy. I could watch that every single Tommy day Moore of my life. Tommy Boy is pretty good. You know what I saw recently that I thought was fucking hilarious? And I, I, I thought Anchorman was not good at all. But I will say this. Step Brothers. I have never seen that. Dude, have you seen Step Brothers? Dude, that fucking movie is hilarious. I was shocked at how funny it was. What's that guy's name? John C. Riley. Dude, he's a good actor. Yeah, com- yeah. I should say good comedic actor. Good comedic actor. All right, let's get to it, BC. Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Topic number one here. Now, this is interesting. I like to start the story here. The odds have flipped. Yes. Jake Paul is now your favorite, which I find very surprising. But here we go. Uh, our friends at Caesars have him currently, as of the time of this recording, at a minus 185 to Anderson Silva's a plus 145. How do you feel about that? It's interesting. I'm not necessarily surprised by it only because the premise of this fight from a selling standpoint, which mixes with a betting standpoint, is very interesting and it's very contrasting. Meaning once this fight got booked right away, the MMA fans are, you know, who know what Anderson still has left are like, oh, Jake's, you know, Jake's in trouble. You know, this is the fight, as Chael Sonnen said at the press conference, that Jake, we didn't think Jake would take it. We didn't in this carnival boxing crossover sphere. We thought Anderson Silva was the boss at the end of the video game. In some ways, he might end up being that. But Jake took it. So on the MMA side, it's like, oh, shit, Jake's in trouble. But on the boxing side, which is the other half of the audience equation here, not just the hardcore fans, but but sort of the more casual ones who are getting into this Paul brother field crossover uh, identity, or like, hey, isn't Silva 47? 
oh, this is just another Jake Paul, you know, taking on a guy who he has great advantages over. At the end of the day, it's not. But I think there's enough people that can play with both sides of that line where the the, the best part about this fight is we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't actually know who's going to win. Yeah, when everyone's got sure. everyone's got very confident predictions. I don't I, I, I don't know why you would be so confident. What are you going to get from Jake 10 months after his last fight? What the hell are you going to get from 47-year-old Anderson Silva? Jake may might, might make big leaps here and might be able to use his youth and size to put on a pace. But Anderson still got it. We know he still got it. So am I surprised that the line is flipping and switching? Not really because of that factor. And I think, that, you know, focus on the age 47 at your own peril. This is a special all-time great athlete who's who's got a certain amount left and he's willing to show it. And we saw that in the upset of Chavez Jr. But Jake has improved. Now you have this dissected piece, which is out. And I give you a lot of credit for your tape study and your ability to put all this to words. The improvement has been there. It has been incre incremental. Yes. As he stepped up his level of competition, as he's just had more time in the gym, he brought in bad Chad Dawson, the former two-division world champion, a, a, a tall softball. That can only help. In the physical mold of where Silva is right now at 47. And, you know, Bad Chad was putting out on social media, shout out Connecticut, by the way, Chad Dawson, that, you know, if Jake can land league shots against me, and I think Chad's about 39, 40 years old, sort of, you know, on, on his final days as a fighter um, and getting, I think he's getting into coaching and stuff, but he said, if he can land them on me, he's going to land them on Anderson. So it's that unknown that fuels the betting lines here. And I think it's got to fuel our anticipation for entertainment here, because if you haven't loved the Jake Paul experience up to this point, Maybe some of that is matchmaking-wise. Maybe you didn't think Tyron Woodley, who kind of came up like a weight class and a half in weight to meet him there, maybe you, maybe that wasn't your cup of tea. But I think these two guys are going to let their hands go in ways that other Jake opponents haven't either been willing to or able to because they're, they're going to be looking eye to eye. They are the same size. And with that difference that I assume will be there in hand speed and the experience factor for Anderson, it's a real freaking fight. It's a real freaking it's and, and maybe it's perfect – not perfect for the promotion that there's no trash talk, right? Because the trash, like, for we we called Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul won a, a perfectly promoted fight from MVP side, Jake side to Showtime yes, it side. Was well promoted. You yes. know, there was a bad blood between them. There was all that. This doesn't have that, but this has a way better fight on paper and a fight that offers much, much more danger to Jake. Yeah. And that's got to be the hook to get you to care about it. But see, here's the funny part Woodley was coming off of that sort of end of his UFC run, which was not great. It was not a great run. Did he lose five in a row or four? At least four. And then, you know, it was it got escalatingly worse. Like, Kamaru controlled him, but Colby injured him. And then, who was it? Luke just put his lights out completely. I Although believe. Woodley was willing to go out on his sword in that Fair fight. enough. Fair, fair enough. But he was just done. He was not ready to compete at that level anymore. And so there was some skepticism. Also, he had, like, hands in a sense, but, like, it was obviously aided by a lot of his wrestling threats. He also, like, in looking at the tape study... Woodley had like the very opposite game plan he probably should have had. Now I know that his coach and friend Dean Thomas and and the guys around him wanted him to do things differently. But oh, he, he had Pedro Diaz. He had a legitimate guy in that corner. Yeah, but like in terms of what he actually executed. Let me ask like, you a question about Woodley's two performances: one in which he hurt Jake in the first one, and the second one, which was boring as hell until the knockout. He may, he may have been ahead on those cards. Do no, you? Th no. Maybe no, no. No. Farhood had the scores. They gave him one round. Which was the round right, he I'd like Jake to forget down. most of that fight. My question to you is, do you first think what one. held Woodley back overall, and I think this is certainly true in that first one when he may have had a window to be able to finish Jake and didn't put it down, was he too wary of gassing out that he didn't give himself, this Tyron Woodley, the best So what I found on tape with Jake was that, again, we're talking about a relatively junior fighter in the sense of his overall experience, so we're talking about it in that context. What you notice, what I noticed on tape was that he starts out pretty strong, 
And then if you can make him work or make him make hurried decisions, and this is not any way a surprise. How are you supposed to be able to maintain composure when you're still relatively new? What ends up happening when you get tired and you get pressured is you kind of resort back to the baseline level of your skill. And that's when a lot of the mistakes started appearing. And one yeah. of the things I noticed was that he looks down a lot, which was a big problem. But you ask what the difference is between the first and second Woodley fights. The biggest one was Jake's defensive responsibility, uh, initiating the clinch, retaking center, not using big motion to escape, much better uh, uh, balance, I thought, on his stance. Um, but he couldn't really get his offense going in that fight until the very end either. But also what you notice is in that first and second fight, the big continuity is the mistakes start appearing about midway through and then a little bit later together. So like leaving Jake to be unpressured, certainly in the way that he was in the first fight and to an extent in the second, was not the right call. He should have been on top of him a little bit, forcing these things to the extent that he could have, and he couldn't do it. Silva, a natural counter-striker, I wonder how he'll accept that. I wanted to talk about this a little bit, too. I rewatched the fight last night between Silva and Chavez. In Mexico, Chavez By the way, it's Jr. funny to me. It's like all of the praise he got coming out of that seems to have like evaporated because yeah. the, the odds switching. It's like, let me explain something to you. I don't know what we're going to get on Saturday, and I'm going to be very clear about this, but if the version of Silva against Chavez shows up against the version of... Jake against Woodley in the second fight, there's no way Silva loses. Now, the big question is, do we get either of those? Who the hell knows? But I was surprised that the odds switched a little bit. I, for the reasons you articulated, I think I understand it a little bit. But here's what I wanted to point out, BC. In, in that second fight with Chavez, or the first fight with Chavez, Chael told us something. He's like, you got to take the fight to Anderson. This, 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 this rubs is, into I a think that's actually quite wrong now that I think about yeah. it. If you have Chael's skill set, yes, you do take the fight and, to him. And if you can take him down, which and you, if you can't can do take him boxing. down, exactly. But if you have to go in there and like pressure him with striking, dude, he does start a little bit slow because he's 47 now. It took him a couple rounds to get going. But by round three or four, he was styling on Chavez and then started to back up, which is then the yeah. worst thing you can do well, once Chavez, or excuse me, once Silva gets going. What's Silva at the core at his peak of UFC, a, a counter striker? Why was he able against, you know, fights like Forrest Griffin, which was the greatest sort of example of what he's physically able to do with a, you know, striker who he knows is coming right at him straight on. And, and the dancing is, uh, that's where he would prefer to have you. You add that to his age. What's the best way Anderson could preserve his, his uh, what, is, what is left of his gas tank and be able to potentially go eight hard rounds by not having to chase, by having you come to him and him just react and counter? So, Luke, this ties into what I think storyline-wise in terms of the, the technical sides of this bout or the game planning of this bout is the biggest question in my eyes. Chael said, and we would think by default, to agree with Chael, what's the best advantages Jake can lean on to potentially offset and overcome the difference between them and experience, techni you know, technical in terms of striking and all that? It would be to put on a pace, make the old guy have to fight for three minutes per round when he might not want to. So not only is the, the counter question to that, well, doesn't that play into Anderson's web because you're coming at him and that's what he prefers to do is just creatively counter you. Is that a pace we've ever seen Jake actually keep up on in a full fight so because he, those no. were slowish fights with Woodley. They were, and they also he was, sessions, and Woodley but, was the one waiting around, but like in a way where he was very defensive and not throwing. Like if you're Jake, you don't want to risk gassing yourself out. 
right. by trying too hard to keep up a pace that you're trying to gas out the other guy, right? There's something about Jake that is also better as a counter striker to some degree. Would you agree with that or not? Yeah, Jake, I mean, here's what he was doing. He was able to kind of dictate the offensive terms against Woodley because Woodley was so defensive. And then one of the reasons why he had success, you saw it in the final knockout shot, right? You see where he faked like he was going low to the body. He drew the hand down of Woodley and then came over the top. To me, he's got to thread a bit of a needle early where he needs to stick the jab and kind of really disrupt Silva's rhythm. Not let him go, not let him go, not let him go. Just constantly find a way to disrupt him, clinch, tie him down, wear him. By the way, if I'm Jake Paul, I'm wrapping up with Silva and I'm wrestling in the clinch. I'm forcing him against yeah. the ropes. I'm leaning on him. I'm draining his arms, working to the body as well for an older guy like that. I really think that's key. But Woodley, the problem with Woodley was that he, dude, he just laid back and laid back and laid back. So he never took advantage of any mistakes, never took advantage of much overcommitment. I mean, here and there a little bit. But I will say this, the biggest difference between the first and second Woodley fight, the biggest difference, uh, and in defense of Jake Paul here a little bit, is Jake's footwork in the first fight is a mess. It's a mess. I'll just be very honest about it. In the second fight, it's massively cleaned yeah. up. Massively. Much, much, much better. I'm hoping for his own sake, and I think it will be, It'll be better the third time around. But the, the strategy here, because, dude, you know this. BC, excuse me, Anderson Silva BC can play the levels. He can counter-strike. He can move forward a little bit. But I just feel like you got to be not too aggressive, but not lay back either. Yes. It's a right in that middle spot where you got to just take him out of his rhythm. I am interested in seeing what advancements Jake makes to his game to see how dramatically his footwork improved in the span of one fight. This has been a long layoff. Let's see what he can do. He's had multiple out. fight camps for this. If you think about it, Yeah, it kind of harkens back to, again, I'm not comparing fucking Jake Paul to, to Matt Sarah, but Matt Sarah did say something before he fought GSP the first time, which was, it was supposed to happen because he won the ultimate fighter season four against Chris Lytle. And that guaranteed him a title shot. The fight was supposed to happen against GSP. It didn't. And so he had to do another camp back-to-back. -back. So he had two camps back-to-back -back with no break. And what he said was having the two camps, like the first camp he felt pretty good, but when he got the second camp, like another eight weeks of hitting pit, uh, the mitts and rotation, that's when he was like, okay, now I feel great right. and really confident. So I'm, I'm wondering what that losing the Rockmont fight, trying to get Fury, all that stuff, then coming into this one, back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back camps. He should be massively improved, but we'll see. All right, I got a question for you because you've most recently watched a lot of Jake tape. If you're going to be very critical of Jake, you're going to point to the advantages he's had in matchmaking on the rise up. Although, to be fair, like he's what five fights into his pro career in headlining pay-per-views. So he's just in a different trajectory and arc than everyone else. But what has been the consistent theme for the most of these five fights? Jake has kind of dominated in, in most for the most part or in had the bigger moments. The, the thing that I think is largely unknown, save for what we saw in the first Woodley fight, is what does Jake do when he's fighting somebody who's going to be of the more or less equal size and skill and danger level, which I think certainly fighting a guy his own size in Anderson, we're now leveling the playing field to a great degree. We saw him hurt and cut in the first Woodley fight. Has Jake been hit enough for us to have any kind of understanding of what his backbone, chin, will recuperative abilities is because if this Great fight question. plays out to what we think Anderson might be able to do, we're both probably going to pick Anderson by the end of the week. Let's see what happens in the, in the press events this week, if that changes anything, but I, I believe Anderson's going to hit him the hardest he's ever been hit. Yep. The cleanest he's ever been hit. Yep. And is in going combination. to, what have you seen from Jake's natural 
physical and mental responses up to this point. Right. Again, we're talking about a junior fighter, so he's going to be different fight over fight. But I would say a couple things in his defense, BC. The first thing I would say is, remember, he was cut real badly in the second Woodley fight, and it didn't seem to derail him too much in that sense. Was that on a, what, a headbutt? Or? It was a headbutt. Okay. Uh, but nevertheless, it was a bad cut, and yeah. it was bleeding pretty profusely. Um, he did panic a little bit in the moment because it also coincided afterwards with Woodley landing a couple of shots. But over the course of that fight, it didn't really derail him a whole lot there. So that's one thing I'd say. I think the other thing I would say is in the first Woodley fight, you notice he was... Uh, so this is a big change uh, that I'll just sort of tell you guys about. In the first fight, you'll notice it's Woodley taking charge and it's Jake circling along the rope line. And then in the second fight, he completely changed it. It was actually Jake purposefully taking center, and now Woodley was the one on the outside, which was much better. The biggest shot that Woodley landed, if you just go back and look at it, when I talk about Jake looking down, he, the reason why it was a big problem was that he was looking down in a number of different circumstances. Later in the fight, he would look down off a jab, off an overhand, off an overhand and he would look down and look away when Woodley would come in with a big attack. That's actually how he got hit. He was on the ropes on an imbalanced stance, and he's not looking, and he's trying to throw and counter and Woodley cracked him. So if you don't see the shots coming, yeah. they're going to have a huge impact on him. And that's exactly what happened. The key, which you have to see with Jake here this time is, and we don't know the answer. Yeah. What kind of bearing does he have? Again, we're talking about like the Noguera kind of bearing where no one likes to get hit, but some people don't lose their composure when they get hit, right? That's the reality. What kind of composure under fire? I would say it's a mixed result, but I'm, I'm going to guess that what we saw in the first Woodley fight, we don't really see here at least early, at least early. I don't think that's going to be the case. And what I saw in the Chavez win, which we really, I mean, look, even from a boxing standpoint, especially from a boxing standpoint. Chris Algeri was giving Silva a lot of praise in that call. Even with Chavez being naturally deteriorated from his middleweight best when he actually won a world title and was a weight bully, but did it to, you know, his career is a mess. His personal life's a mess. He's in and out of rehab. I mean, he's, he's a mess. But he's young enough and has enough skill at the baseline where he should have beaten old Silva. The turning point for me in watching that fight, Luke, was when Silva started to land clean counter shots when Chavez tried to enter that web. You saw Chavez Jr. who was like, oh shit, I didn't expect this. I'm not doing this. And even though he still tried to win the fight the rest of the way, he was so super respectful of Silva's power. My real question that I can't wait to find out Saturday is not if, but when Jake tastes that power clean, are we going to see him go into a shell like Chavez where you're just trying to figure out a mixture of safety and how, how can I adjust and still try to be in this I fight? Think you, I think or you will might. he push forward and just say, fuck it, no. this is my time to show what I've got. I not gotta at first. Jake's offense, here's another part too. Jake's offense typically happens when he's moving forward. He doesn't have a offense off angle or um, moving backward, which is, again, quite common for people who are relatively new. Yes. It, it, it takes time to work on that. Like people used to be, one of Chuck Liddell's calling cards for MMA fans out there used to be that he was able to back up and still fire in his prime and then just drill people into unconsciousness. That's good timing and just an understanding of your own mechanics and, and everything else. Jake's offense tends to be when he's leading. So if, if you see Silva, who's pot-shotting and then landing, and Jake doesn't know where the shots are coming from, I think what you're going to end up seeing is him clinching and wearing on Silva, at least at first, at first. Um, but here's another part, too, about Silva we should talk about. Dude, the guy plays fuck-fuck games in the middle of a fight. Yes. he did. I mean, you'd be like, oh, he wouldn't do it here. Yeah, he did it against Weidman. Like, why would he not do it here? He would, would absolutely do it here. games or no? Fuck-fuck games. It's, oh. a common, it's a term we use in the military. Just, just, just fucking oh, off. Oh, because Shab always says that he dresses like a fuck boy. He calls himself that. I thought he called himself Thick, thick Boy. 
Yeah, but he says he dresses like a fuckboy. Like boy. a fuckboy? Like, remember when he made fun of Dana White for, like, picking out designer sneakers? He was like, I dress like that because I'm a fuckboy, but Dana shouldn't. You know what I mean? Hey, did you see that meme that's going around? The um, Dana White uh, Halloween Fuck It Friday costume, which comes with um, a plain-colored T-shirt and some shitty food and the ability to yell, uh, you know, hey, guys, really loud, and what's up, guys? And uh, Glad you derailed this point. What the fuck was I even talking about? Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. You know, we oh, are, jo- we are Anderson Silva's fuck-fuck game. You know, I got a lot of shit the other day for dropping in that breaking news on Dota 5000 in the midst of your UFC breakdown from 280. Well, it was just the, the, I mean. I mean, am I really that unprofessional? Or, it's um, the least relevant thing you could have brought up, truly. Just, I'm just trying to, you know, get you to lower your guard a little. Look, there I is a show guard. behind the show within the show. So, and, BC, um, do you think Silva, uh, can we talk about this, too? So Silva did an interview yesterday, speaking of fuck fuck games, he did an interview yesterday, I think it was with MMA Weekly, where he said... With, with Jim Grease and Robert, right? Uh, I'm not sure who the interviewer was, yeah. please forgive me. But Jim Grease, yeah. You see, I would love to finish my sentence. I would That's really... the guy's name, I'm sorry, Luke, sorry to okay. ruin good. your Very fucking good. show right Very here, good. right? Uh, that he got knocked out twice. Now, people are saying, well, maybe he met during sparring. Maybe he meant he got knocked down twice. Someone brought this up to me, and I forgot about this. Do you remember before Conor McGregor fought Floyd that there were rumors and even reports that Floyd had been knocked out by Zab Judah in yes. sparring? Yes. So is Silva playing fuck-fuck games here, BC? Or did he just miss Or wasn't that ahead of the Pacquiao fight? No, McGregor, because it was 2017. Um, I I think that there is that potential. uh, Our our buddy at CBS Sports, Brandon Wise, was like, you know, maybe this is – Caught in the translation of, of knockdowns, but you know, just like when we interviewed Anderson and he kept saying, Jake and your brother, you know, like he don't know your brother, Luke. He's talking about Jake's brother, Logan. You know what I mean? Maybe it's caught in that translation. If he got knocked cold and sparring twice, yeah, we got a we got a potential problem here. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more Silva's attempt at trying to show how much he's prepared for a fight and he's working hard and he is working crazy hard to, to stay at this level at this age. I'm not worried about that, Luke. Although it's happened, like Sugar Ray Leonard famously in the in the Hagler training camp had like a, a a official fight during training camp to try to see where he's at and he got apparently knocked out in that in uh you know it could be the wake up call that 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 moment apparently you know according to the lure and history of of Hagler Leonard ch- kind of changed his game plan a bit and his mindset it scared him enough to just alter a bit and show him that he needs to in particular close each round strong you know when that 30 second Mark hit his corner was yelling for him. I don't know what that would do for Silva, but I don't think it's as negative as it sounded in there. But uh, shout out to Jim Grease, just the same. Uh, so do you believe he was knocked out at no, all? I don't, no, not even a little bit. I just believe that he was. He's trying to tell us that he was involved in combat and he's prepared to fight, and he is to a certain degree. Do you want to make a prediction, or do you want to wait till? No, we wait till Friday. When we, we, you know when I'll, hey, how about people this? will oh, hear on, our I'll prediction. Ask, I'll ask you this. I'll ask you this. Does the, you don't have to tell me who wins or loses? Does it go the distance? I tend to to think no, but it but I bet you it's probably more likely in the end that it does, right? Is there is there how okay how let's talk about MMA fan fans fantasies here? Uh, how likely is it? And you could say totally unlikely if you want, but how likely is it Silva just goes in there and ices him? How likely by is ice that? him? Do you mean an early knockout or a one sided fight over three, four, five rounds that leads to a stop? No, ice him like puts him away inside three, like kind of like what he did to Tito. Although it's a different. Yeah, well, Tito um, was. I mean, that was a that was an execution. But hey, Ash, could you make more noise? I was hoping you could. Thanks. That was that was somebody in the back. Hey, Phil, could you make more noise? I was no, that was somebody in the back. Hey, Drew, could you make more noise? I mean, Luke, you're very testy today. 
testicles, baby, please. Um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly it's a, it's it's a great possibility. But if I'm going to believe, it's probably as much as my knee jerk is to say, yeah, knockout. You know, either way. But it's probably more likely that they're going to end up being a lot more even and competitive than I think maybe either of them realize or or that us at home realize. Um, I think it goes the distance. If if Jake is better than the last fight, and certainly there's going to be a, a a tougher edge on his preparation this time, meaning that he beat Woodley the first time. Yeah, he got rocked, but when they signed it up for a second time, he kind of knew what he was still in for. This is the kind of challenge on paper that would likely scare Jake enough to, to you know, leave no stone unturned in training camp. And, like, we didn't talk enough about how Daniel Cormier kind of revealed that Islam Mahachev paid $1.3 million for that training camp. Well, Habib did. I don't know if Islam had Right, but it's like, what kind of advantages could that leave? There, there's, for any fighter... When when the when the when the assignment is as tough as it can be, and for Jake's arc right now, this is about as tough as it can get. You're going to produce a different level of of uh, preparation, and I think performance, which leads me to believe that yes, I think at the end of the day, it probably has the best chance to be a decision, and also a really competitive, fun fight in which both have big moments. So I'm excited. I, I, I tend to think you're going to get a somewhat somewhat reserved Jake. And the question is, does Anderson fuck around enough for Tim to leave openings to lose exchanges and or rounds? And that's really where. Or does Anderson something that we're not saying because he still has it to a, such a high level at 47. The fact that what what could be the, the pitfall in age for him? I think that that if this fight is contested at a faster pace than he wanted to. Like we saw even in his run in the UFC in his 40s. Look, he can't he couldn't go for all five minutes. Remember the Bisping fight? He couldn't go as hard as he wanted to for all five minutes. It's the reality. Granted, he was fighting Michael Bisping. A uh, big difference. It's the reality of where you're at at the age. The, there is a potential scenario in which Jake succeeds at pushing a hard pace, finds an avenue of success in that, and we see a Silva who has to be selective because of his aging gas tank in the second half. I don't know. It's going to be great, but the first time people hear my official prediction will be the first time that the Moneyline Contest winners get to sit on this couch and give their prediction too. So get ready for Friday. BC, you want to talk at all about Le'Veon Bell versus Uriah Hall? I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I really am because I didn't get a feel from Le'Veon Bell that he's, you know, very good at this in his first fight against Adrian Peterson. But I did see some very good intangibles in there, like the power, like the ability to set up and land that counter shot and the balls to take this fight against Uriah Hall. There's levels to the celebrity crossover in boxing, whether you're coming from MMA or entertainment or pro sports. But going up and fighting a re- retired UFC guy who still had it recently and is very good with the hands, although you know maybe the the kickboxing is is where his biggest danger was with the feet. Uriah Hall, his experience, his ability has to be taken into question. We're asking a lot of Le'Veon Bell, or maybe he's asking a lot of himself. I'm shocked he took this fight. I think it's very intriguing in your eyes right now. Separate from the need of the public to say, hey, Jake Paul, you need to keep escalating your matchmaking every time. And if, if you beat Silva, yeah, I know you want Nate Diaz, but you better fight a real boxer. There's still some of that out there. Is either Uriah Hall or Le'Veon Bell in the larger Jake conversation in your eyes with a big knockout win or performance here? Do you care? Do you want it? You, what do you feel? Do you feel there's stakes here? Is there an interest in a Jake Paul, Uriah Hall fight? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Or, or maybe you're in the bullpen. He would really, both guys, I think both guys would have to have a stunning performance for that to be a okay. thing. I don't think Le'Veon's on that level, but no. show me again. Show me again no. if he is, okay? Uh, Ashton Sill versus Braulio, either Rodriguez or Yeah, Rodriguez. so Rodriguez is actually a, a, a really is decent. Is he Brazilian or is he Spanish-speaking? 
I think he's Spanish speaking, but I'll okay. check that out. Um, he's, you know, he's got a, he's been around. He's, he's a veteran. Like this is a tough I have to go to the bathroom. Matchup. Do you want to, um, that might explain how ornery you are. Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. So I'll be right back. Do you want to do this? Like, Put the camera on BC, please. Yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah. Right he's a real man, right? Just and real about, men talk about Braulio Rodriguez. And real men have moments. They've got times where they've got to be the be a man, you know what I mean? And to and to be the man, you've got to beat off the man. Hopefully that's not where Luke is. Yeah, so Ashton Silva, let's give credit to Jake. He's legitimately trying to make a boxing promotional house that is doing decent things and you know, getting behind Amanda Serrano was big and and he, he there's still some big fights to make there. I kind of like him going after a young fighter in Ashton Silva who's unbeaten, who's shown some promise, and and you know now he's a Jake Paul guy, and there's a few on this card that that could be in that category. So look out for Ashton Silva. This is a showcase fight in the sense that there's Jake and MVP and Nikisa are showcasing his abilities to the boxing world and saying we've got you know a real boxer here, but there's also a tough fight against somebody as tested as Braulio Rodriguez. I mean, maybe I am having a an odd right hair, right hair day on the right side. You know, that's, you know, it's probably the way I was raised more than the way I slept last night. <clears throat> but uh, I am, look, I'm so let me pro- plug some of my work, youtube.com slash morning combat. I got a bonus interview that's live right now with one Dr. Mike, M- Mikhail Shavrosky or uh, something like that. But we know him as Dr. Mike, 22 million uh, subscribers on social media. Can't be wrong. So he had a, He's a real doctor in New Jersey. He's a social media influencer. He interviewed Fauci. He had a charity boxing match recently that he did really well, and he wants to keep this going. He's fighting Chris Avila. This is kind of an interesting matchup. Like, you know, Dr. Mike's a quote-unquote legitimate guy and a growing celebrity of some degree, and he's going to risk it against a guy with combat sports experience. I think the hook here on evening out the matchup, and you can, I, I was trying to plug my interview. You can check out me talking with Dr. Mike, who's by the way, donating his entire uh, purse to a great charity. Dr. Mike's like six, three and he's a Southpaw and he's weighing in around, I think like, you know, two fifteen, two twenty ish area. Chris Avila is like five, seven, one fifty five in terms of his, you know, MMA peak. So whether Dr. Mike's chances are legit of playing in this sphere of the celebrity crossover, you know, bubble or not, it seems like he's got a matchup that he could win if he's a little bit good. I mean, look, Dr. Mike's going to be like mo- many weight classes above Chris Avila here. How, so this is, is this a weird. A, is this a professional bout? I don't know. It's a freak fight. I'm interested in it. Look, I didn't know a ton about Dr. Mike. I interviewed him. You could check out the interview. He's, he's really. I hope we get a chance to interview him. He's, he, I think he we will at the so open well, workouts. Luke. He I think, speaks so well. well. He's a doctor. He should. Um, and, and, you know, he gave me some great on-air advice about my liver, too, about, you know, what to avoid, what to attack, to, to beat NF, NAFLD. Can I beat NAFLD? What's that mean? Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, because it's back. I welcomed it back in, Luke. I allowed it to come back. Dude, you got to fix that. You got to clean that up, man. I had my issue with my diverticulitis, but I've got it cleaned up now. So Diver down, baby. It's a good Van Halen album, right? I haven't listened to it. A lot that. of covers on it, though. Uh, all right, so let's do the DraftKings read here. Uh, so everyone knows this weekend, right? Yeah. Jake Paul is putting his undefeated status on the line yet again, this time looking to take down one of MMA's all-time greats, BC, all-time. Anderson Silva. Today's video sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, is giving new customers a great deal. So here's how it goes, BC. This Saturday, new customer signups using the promo code COMBAT, COMBAT with a K. Obviously, yeah. Bet five bucks on either fighter to win and get an additional $200 in free bets if your bet wins, BC. How great is that? So look, you know, like a lot of people, I've dabbled 
in the online betting space and they, you can get an introductory offer now and then that goes, you know, man, that, that sounds too good to be true. Should I do that? You should do this one. This one's really good. Make the bet for five bucks on this fight, win $200 in free bets. Uh, it's fun guys. It's really fun. Okay. And it's legal now. All right. So you can tell that bookie that you used to kind of have business with. We don't need you anymore. Okay. We don't want you anymore. Okay. Get a real job, bro. You know what I mean? I know you've been, you know, you never earned a real paycheck in your life. You grew up in the, you know, in the, in the family business, right? But like, you know, those days of the mafia, Luke, they're behind us. We can do it on our phone now. Yeah, we can do it on our phone now. Uh, what do you think Jimmy the Greek would say about this DraftKings deal? Jimmy the Greek, I don't know what he'd say about this, but he'd probably just say something racist. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. Did okay. he get canceled for saying some like wildly probably. racist shit on TV? I don't know if he's El Campanis level, but uh, Luke, let's, well, let's get I'll, back I'll to the... i something about DraftKings here, folks. Not only are they going to hook you up, I just want to be very clear, because sometimes in the online world of betting, it can get a little weird. We're talking about DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. To be very clear, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, BC, if you're an MMA fan and you think that Anderson Silva is just being criminally overlooked here, yeah. and I will say, BC, I will say, inside the boxing world, oh, the, yeah. the folks are not familiar with Anderson. They think Jake is going to run over Dude, there's him. some like high-level boxing folks at Showtime that still kind of needle me. They're like, tell me that spiel again you had about how Anderson's going to win this. Right, so if you are a believer in Anderson Silva, he's now an underdog. That seems like a pretty decent bet to me for at least. You know, yeah. Make some extra so you cash. want to put your money where your mouth was and make some real uh, cheese here. Here's your call to action. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Real easy. Use our promo code combat with a K even easier bet $5 on either fighter, Jake Paul or Anderson Silva. Who are you leaning for? Who do you want to win? Right? You can win $200 in free bets. If that bet wins guys, come on. No brainer here. Uh, that's combat with a K this Saturday only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The app. There you have it. Code combat with a K. Yeah. There you have it. There's our there friends there. Uh, okay. BC, let's talk a little UFC. Man, shall I, we? You know what? This show is all ad reads, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I know. They, they, they gave us five hours of ad reads for yeah, today's show. That's what happens when you start winning. BC, this weekend, UFC Fight Night, Cater versus Allen. I believe they're back at the Apex. Let me double check that. I believe that's right. Yep, they sure are. Uh, okay, in your main event, this is one hell of a fight. In yeah, terms of like two on. elite guys, yeah. probably the best fight of the weekend anywhere in combat sports. Calvin Cater is taking on Arnold Allen. Calvin Cater, BC, currently stands, I somewhat understand this, plus 100, Arnold Allen, minus 120. BC, Arnold Allen, true or false, is he has the highest proportion of talent from the UK with the least amount of acclaim. Yeah. Him. Or momentum, even though he has been coming on in this win streak where I think a few times when he's checked back in with us, we're like, okay, Arnold Allen's solid, but I need to see the spectacular to take him seriously as a featherweight contender. Well, Luke, he started to add that part of it too. So this is the, obviously, excuse me, the ultimate close up, the ultimate showdown to find out who is coming on. Luke, when you look at the overall featherweight title picture, the great Volkanovsky, you know, he might be fighting for the lightweight title next. So some of that is also because of his greatness, his ability to kind of clean things out. Uh, now we got to find out who's that next real contender. And Luke, we have slept on Calvin Cater post Holloway loss before. He's still in. That guy's still in there, right? Well, you've also slept on Arnold Allen. Arnold Allen, let's quickly run through his resume here if we can, just since he was in the UFC. By the way, an overall record 
of 18 and one. He is undefeated in the UFC. In the last few, Luke, he's been stepping it up in terms of his. Early on, didn't take on some tougher names, Alan Omer, then Yeltsin Mesa, then stepped it up, defeating Makwan Amir Khani, defeating Mads Brunel, who's now in Bellator, defeating Jordan Rinaldi, defeating Gilbert Melendez, then he turned it up another notch, defeating Nick Lentz, then Sadiq Youssef, and then just running right over Dan okay. Hooker. But fair to say... That Youssef win holds up. Nice. The Youssef win holds up. But in terms of the overall well-roundedness, Calvin yes. Cater is by far his toughest opponent. No question about it. But like I mentioned, I like Allen's intention now. He, like, he knows that it's time. It's time to put on that extra gear and show us what you have. So, Luke, I, I set that up talking about Cater because I did wonder if he got as far as he could get against Holloway. And maybe that's why they allowed him to take all that you know, damage and keep coming in a sort of record breaking one-sided loss in terms of the stat totals. Dude, he reminded us who the hell he is when he came back and won that last okay, fight. Okay, but he had the fight against Josh Emmett and he had a split decision loss. And here's my only thing about Cater right now. He took what can only be described as a historic beating yes. against Max. Even in the Giga Chikadze fight, which he won, which was extremely impressive. And that was post-Max, right? Yeah, post-Max. But that was brutal. That was a brutal fight, which he won. It was a decision. And then he fought Josh Emmett, another brutal fucking fight. Although Josh Emmett got his ass kicked too. I mean, and that's they, a flip of coin. That's and that was a, that was a coin flip. Fair enough. I thought. I think I. I don't remember how I scored. I think I thought I had Cater winning, but yeah. either way, it was very very close. Here's my only point, BC. That's three brutal ass fights yes. in a row. Is Cater going to be the same? Because Cater, at his very best is better by a million miles than anyone Arnold Allen has fought. But, dude, how beat up is he, quite literally, at and this point? I think the next question you have to ask is not only will the damage catch up, and, you know, I'd been victim of thinking it it probably had, and then he surprised me. I mean, that Emmett performance from him was ballsy, you know, and he made adjustments. It was gritty. It was all of that. Um, Five rounds. He has to welcome danger to be at his best. Is this another fight where he needs to make it a war against a, a young guy who's done big things, but do we know? Wow, they... They went right to you for the for the for the dude. They're such assholes. I mean, you guys are unbelievable. It's, Just make. Could you make me? They, do they? They go like, all right, we gotta get this lighting and shit. Make these motherfuckers look yeah. horrible. Gaff is Haitian American, okay? Yeah. Now that you know that, yes. get it right, okay? Like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you're like, hey, remember before the show, you're like, Gaff, we need you to be a little quieter into the microphone. Well, I'm, dude, I figured this out because it's something I've seen with my own family. Certain people like literally do not know how to whisper. Yeah. Like they don't know how to do like it's, this. It's so people, what they do is they talk loudly. Grandparents but after the age of fifty-five. They're like, yeah. oh. they're like, okay, da, 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 da. it's like this low hum. And they know? put their their they put their ringer on their phone up up to the highest volume. Oh, my dad puts his ringer on like and when like someone the, calls like the president them, is calling. It's like it's an event. You know what I mean? Like everyone needs to stop, and then they need to talk really loud at their highest level, or even put it on speakerphone. Okay, because, Ashley, inside voices, please. Because them getting a call is an event, Luke. It's, okay? a, it's a library-like atmosphere in here. Um, is this going to be a war? Does it have to be a war for Cater to win is my real question to you. Is I think he doesn't have to be a war. I think he can re win cerebrally. Cere cerebrally? I, uh, cerebrally? I can't even say it anymore. Uh, he can win with his jab. I think you would agree. He's got one of the better jabs. Certainly He's a great wasn't, boxer. He's a great boxer. Wasn't enough against Max. Why are you doing the Campbell grin? Okay, so here's what I've been accused of so far this show, right? A lot of things, right? Being old and washed and pasty Dude, whenever, and, and like, chubby. Put, put the camera on me. Whenever you see this. <laughs> what does that mean, BC, BC's about to make a joke about hot dogs or, or, or old waitresses or something that he wants to bang. The thing about old waitresses are they all started <laughs> off. As, as the know, hot waitress? As sort of the hot chick from the factory town. You know what I mean? Before right, things uh, inevitably didn't go their way socially, right? Divorce, like. 
you know, Arnold, that Allen, that Arnold, Allen is, Arnold Allen is technical everywhere. He is, uh, I think he's physically filled out in the weight class. I think that uh, he, I think he works with Ryan Hall now, so he's really rounded out his game. I think if you're a cater, you've got to make him box with you, and you've got to put a pace on him. Yeah, I agree. Arnold Allen agree. likes, again, not so much against Dan Hooker, but in general in the tougher fights, he likes to slow things down and make very calculated good decisions. But there's a lot of time where there's not much offense. Let me pull up his numbers well, on that, fight. I Mr. think you answered my question. Cater has to put him in situations where he's got to make very important decisions on the go in the midst of chaos. So as you might be a little worried. Can Cater go to bat once more and be in a war? At the end of the day, he may have to to get over a guy in Allen Luke who seems to there's there's certain things Allen has that seem to be elite, right? Would you say? Yes. Technically, yes. He's strong. He seems to be a thinker. You got to speed up that thought process. You got to put him. You got to put him in the swamp right away, Luke. Okay, there's no swamps in Boston, but you got to fight like. God, that. listen to this. Strikes landed per minute for Calvin Cater, very high, five point one nine, right? Yeah. Super high. Yeah. Strikes absorbed. Now this is obviously like a, our staff. Super high. Yeah, yeah. super high, right? Now. Yeah. Uh, but also strikes absorbed per minute, seven point one five. 7.15. Now, obviously, that's heavily skewed from the Holloway fight. That is an outrageous amount of damage. On the other side, Arnold Allen, 3.31 strikes landed per minute, 2.22 strikes absorbed. Also, here's the big difference. We haven't talked about it. Strike, uh, excuse me, takedowns attempted per 15 minutes for Arnold Allen, basically one and a half. Calvin Cater has pretty good takedown defense, 91% across his run here in the UFC. If Arnold Allen can't get the takedown, can he outstrike Cater? I have some suspicions he cannot, but we shall see. I have those same suspicions. We're going to find out. Do you think stakes-wise, in terms of what could be next, like Josh Emmett kind of became the odd man out, right? He didn't get the next title shot. Now the champion's moving on for at least one fight to lightweight. Uh, I hope Josh Allen doesn't become part of the RSD couch curse, Luke, in terms of like, you remember that next night they seated him way back there at that UFC July card? They didn't put him in the yeah. front row. They didn't give him that treatment. Black Strike Force when I went to uh, Fedor versus Bigfoot. Yes, like Triple G uh, Canelo 2 when Golden Boy put me in like the far, far back corner seat where I couldn't even see the ring. I mean, you keep these receipts, Luke. You hold. By the way, on this shot, do you think a lot, a lot of wasted space here, right? Can we go back to the wider? A lot of wasted. Like, I'm yeah, falling off the screen. Yeah, there's a lot of people screen. inside MMA a lot of wasted who have thought I was that one to steal on. And... Uh, yeah, you don't steal. I don't, Luke. I don't. I don't take kindly to that. So. Um, what I what was I? I was setting up something really beautiful there. I was it was really building toward it, I wasn't putting listening. the arms and legs together of, of a really ingenious, great take there. But uh, I wanted to ask you, Luke, what 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 is next for the winner? Because like, does Emmett have to pass another test to get a title shot? Is everybody just going to wait for Volk to be ready? What Here, is, here's what could happen, especially if Volk wins against Makachev, which you know you could say is likely or unlikely, but let's assume for just the sake of argument that he wins. They might just do a Josh Emmett versus Yair Rodriguez for the interim title bit. Oh, I would love that. Wouldn't you love that? For the interim? Well, I don't know about the interim title so much, but, but you know, it is what it is. It is what uh, it but is. As, a, as a fight? Yeah, that's impossible. Dude, have I just completely come around from complaining about, you know, misuse of the interim title to just being like, Dana might be right. It does fucking raise the stakes. I was there at 236 in Atlanta, Luke. I saw two straight fights that are in the top, you know, eight of the best fights in UFC history, right? Or am I being a little too... Holloway, uh, Poirier. No, it was a pretty uh, good fight. Um, it does work. It does work, even though it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Even though it's not fair. Even though I don't, I don't recognize interim champions as real champions. It makes sense. Um, don't forget about Max Holloway. He's still in this division. And Brian Ortega. Yes, although Max has some work to do, and as does Ortega. They're a little bit in the back of the front of the pack anyway. Will, um, will, will Max or Ortega fight for the featherweight title again? Crystal ball me. 
Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, I don't know exactly how that's going to go, but yes, yes. Um, you, also, you this, have visions like I do sometimes, right? I'm just trying to think through it logically. It's like both are fan favorites. They're both still good enough to beat a lot of the other featherweights. Would it really shock you, especially if Volkanovski moves to 155 for an extended period of time, that one of them couldn't get in a title fight again? That seems that, that seems like a I got questions bet. about what's next for Max. I do. I uh, BC, your co-main, Tim Means, taking on Max Griffin at 170. Yo, how about the Dirty Bird getting the co-main status? Is that an indictment on the strength of this card? Or are a we about bit, to yeah, recognize bit. what Tim Means does? He means business. He's a tough out. He's stingy. He finds a he's he's kind of gnarly too. Like he took Mike Perry's best shit, right? Uh, he's taking a lot of fighters' best shit. He's a very good, talented guy. I think he's in the latter stage of his career. He is. That's point. why he's wearing those old school like leggings underneath the shorts, kind of like we did in the early '90s playing hoops. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I, saw, I see that. Yeah. Uh, also on this card, uh, let's see: Waldo Cortez Acosta taking on Jared Vandera. Well, uh, oh, excuse me. Um, oh, this card blows, right? Yeah. Well, he's from the Dominican Republic. Waldo Cortez. Acosta, BC. His nickname is Salsa Boy. All right. That's fun. All right. right. Hey, Andre, Andre Arlovsky's fighting on this card. Yeah, well, wow. so there are some good fights on this card. So Dustin Jacoby taking on Khalil Roundtree. That's a hell of a fight. Yeah. Uh, they're going to duke that one out as long as it lasts. and won't get, it, it, That one to go the distance would be surprising. Roman Delizze taking on Phil Hawes, a very Yo, tough is fight. Is Roman Delizze dating Cheyenne Vlismas, or am I on Instagram too much? I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew you were going to bring that okay, up. Okay, but what what happened to you in the bathroom? You've kind of lost your love for this show and having fun and winning awards. Oh, and... I just I just blew up that commode. I mean, I... Did you spray it? There's no spray in there. Though. No, there's no spray. Wow, you are... This is like you walking past first class when you're, like, buried in coach and you just cropped us the whole aisle. Yeah, I was like, listen, you might put me in the back of the plane like with the rest of the peasants. But you're going to have to pay a tax in order That's to do that. That's unfair to our fine team back there. Andre Orlovsky is back, taking on Marcos Rogerio de Lima, who uh, is obviously a, great, a decent heavyweight. Chase Hooper back, bro. That's Chase fun. Hooper's back Dude, on this card. Seriously, Chase Hooper makes fun fights. He does. He does. Against Steve Garcia. And uh, there's some other decent fights. It's not the best card in the world, but there's a, there's a few gems on it that are worth your time. Certainly the, the, the main event is excellent uh, on this excellent. card. Excellent. Uh, BC, we go to Bellator. Now, this card, well, I think it's fair to put it this way, and I don't say this pejoratively. It's just, a, it's just a reality. It's a half Bellator card, kind of like a half regional Italian MMA card. They're in Italy this time, and they're kind of trying to put a card on that caters as much as they can to the Italian public, which yeah. I get. Um, it's a they're, they do have so a couple good. Actually, they have a few good fights on the card to be very quite clear. But nothing that would really blow your socks off in any Where's kind Alessio of direction. Where's Alessio Sakara when you need him, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Adam, got Adam Piccolotti, who's a guy who I think is out of CSA uh, in California, used to be an AKA good wrestler, grappler type. Um, he's talented, taking on Mansoor Barnawi. So this is a guy who, Mansoor Barnawi, we don't know a ton about, but he comes with a reputation as being somebody that Bellator might be able to uh, do something with here. He's he? French. He's 19 and 4. Um, this, I believe, is going to be his Bellator debut. He's been a Road FC guy, which, I mean, is a, which is a very respectable South Korean promotion. He might be the next Davledzon Yagshimuradov. Davledzon Yagshimuradov. Who was in a war his last fight. Was yes, he war. was. Also on this card, uh, Saul Rogers taking on Tim Wilde. Saul Rogers is a guy on the Ultimate Fighter oh, for a time. Don't skip Charlie Ward in that Coleman. Right, against Connors Fabian guy. Edwards. It's a decent Fabian fight. Edwards. Fabian Edwards, the brother of Leon Edwards. Yep. Folks who may not realize that. Um, and uh, he just beat Leota Machida in the first round, which was a nice win by him. 
So there is that, although he did lose to Austin Vanderford, so we'll see how that fight goes. The rest of it's got a lot of French and Italian prospects on it, some British ones. Again, it seems like it's one of those European cards. Yeah. It's like Cage Warriors plus like a couple of Bellator fighters on top. Whenever Be- Bellator goes to Italy, I always look on the undercard. Anyone, any Sofredis in here? Anyone with a hammer, right? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, Krupp was right. Hashtag Holy Hammer has potential. Or, you know, you could, there, maybe there's a Nacho Vidal type yeah. on here as well. And they're very good about choking yeah. their opponents. There's a guy named Burama Kamara. I like that. I like that. Yep. Uh, there's some de- there's some weird-ass names on here, to be clear. Yeah. Dude, what, what promotion that, like, not like, you know, let's say from inside the Europe to North American space, right? European Union, yeah, the EU. Because I feel like, you know, you can't, I don't know how weird Asian names are. I have no basis by which to make a judgment. But like on the, you know, on these other ones, who's got the, what promotion has the weirdest names? I feel like Bellator has the weirdest named fighters, right? Yeah, yeah. But I support that. I mean, you get me rat garbage? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, Mandel that's Nalo, come on. I love that guy. You know who I love? I follow him on IG, uh, Ben Parrish. Big Tuna, okay? Big Tuna's the best. I fucking best. love Big Tuna. Big can we, can we, Luke, can we get him on the couch one day? I would love to. You know who I'd like to get to? Um, I forgot. It was probably going to be a really good episode, too. Oh, uh, Ryan Hall, because he's kind of weird, right? Like, you guys, you and Ryan Hall could talk about, like, Roland and Virginia and all that bullshit. I want to talk weird stuff with Ryan Hall, because I, I bet you he's cooler than you realize underneath, Luke. I don't think he's uncool. Yeah, yeah. So if he's willing and able. I think you'd be very, uh, your ability to have a stupid conversation with him would be thwarted pretty quickly. No, no. I, what I'm trying to say is I could lure him into it like a war, like a trap where it becomes a stupid conversation. We find out if he can swim. And after forcing him to get wet, I think we find out, wow, you know, it's, a little, it's kind of weird, but this guy's interesting, you know? I don't know what you're saying, no. All right. Well, you're welcome anytime, Ryan Hall. Thank you. Uh, By the way, what time is that card on Bellator? So that will take place because it's in Italy. I think it's going to air a little bit earlier in the day. Yeah, so it will be Saturday, and I believe that the prelims start at 12.30 p.m. in the east. So I think main card around 3 or 4. Okay. Um, just so the heads 4 up. 4 p.m. Eastern. In Milan, I Italy at the Okay, Allianz we have confirmation Arena. from Showtime here. 4 p.m. Eastern time is the start of Bellator 287 on Saturday. Yes, Saturday. So get ready. You know, you can, you can end your night with Jake Paul and Anderson Silva, but you might as well start your combat day the right way, and that's on Showtime. And, Luke, they can go to Showtime.com right now. To get a thirty-day free trial, All they right. certainly can. Maybe certainly even three ninety-nine for the next three months. You know what I like best about it? The price, yes, and the quality. Okay. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Uh, again, Alfie Davis versus Tebow Goatee on this card is interesting. That, uh, move, that moves you a little? Moves well, I mean, Tebow Goatee has fought in a few different places, but <sighs> uh, nothing super, super eye-catching for the North American public. You know what here. I like best about right now is, I, you know, I feel the physical pressure that I'm going to have to take a piss, and normally I'd be, like, afraid of upsetting you, but Just because you've yourself. already shit during the show, I feel like no shame. At any point, I, if Uterus Boy activates, I could just go over there and take a whiz, you know, because nobody beats it. Nobody fucking beats it, you know? What would it take to get you to smile once during the show this is this is brutal this is like your, your beheading yeah 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 all right all right i'm gonna go take that piss all right we have to talk about oh sorry sorry you know we can we can walk away and shit our pants anytime we want though you know it's great all right yeah. let's talk about it Vasily lomachenko who by the way i mean this is boxing for you He's a minus 3,000 motherfucking favorite. Which means if you bet $10 on him to win, you might lose money. I mean, <laughs> think, you know what I mean? I don't know how the odds work. I'm, yeah. Take it on Jermaine Ortiz, BC. Give me the heads up on this one. Is, this, right. worth, is this worth so, a fuck at all? Yes and no at the same time. So no, there's, the answer's no. No, the it's not no. really no, though. Okay. Although I will say real, very quickly, did you see the poster top rank put out for this? No, it's badass. It's fucking awesome. Oh, we it should was, see it on our show it here. Was Where Lo- is it? It's Loma. Who's got Ta- it? Hold on. It's Loma Takes New York, and he's wearing half of the jason mask okay it's yeah. fucking first of all awesome. loma fucking rules all right so just seeing one of the pound for pound best in the game the former yeah this this camera if you don't mind the former undisputed champion no this this guy the director thank you right on thank you gaff i know gaff's looking up that poster for us i'm sure he is uh look just seeing loma makes it worth it loma on a long layoff coming off literally the front lines of battle in ukraine you're going to give him a little lee- bit of leeway on taking a softer matchup, but he doesn't match soft. So even though I kind of complained about this fight when it was first announced, why? Because we know Loma's window is going to close here. I think he's 34. You know, him to keep up that quick style, it, we don't know how long it's going to go. You'll want to see him against Devin Haney, who will, he'll probably fight if he wins on Saturday, or, you know, Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, anyone else in this sphere. But... On paper, Jermaine Ortiz is pretty damn good. He headlined a Showbox mm. card. He mm. then went from winning and headlining on Showbox to fighting former champion Jamel Herring and knocking him out and retiring him. And he's okay, unbeaten. So he got Jamel Herring on his last leg. So he's unbeaten, I think 29-0. and 0. The thing I don't like about it at the same time, though, is he's Lomachenko's sparring partner, like as recently as like a year and a half ago. So is this Loma seeing a guy who, if you're going to criticize on beating Jermaine Ortiz, you might say he's a little bit of a tweener. He doesn't have the power to be a puncher. He's not necessarily a pure slick boxer. He's a little bit in between. Is that why Lomachenko's picking him? He's still unbeaten. He's still a good-ass fighter, and this is still a tough-ass fight. It's a little softer on the normal Lomachenko variety, but... Overall, Luke, I think there's enough of an entertainment value here that you got to watch this. It's fucking Lomachenko. You got to watch this. Is he expected to win? Yes. Is Ortiz a big puncher? No. But if he wins this, he could be fighting Devin Haney, and that is a fight we all, along with want, need to see. So what's the value of this one? Just Loma staying busy? Well, his He's age, you want to see if he still got it. Favorite. Long layoff. Yeah, I but know. he looked awesome in his return since the, yeah, the against, Lopez against, fight. Yeah, uh, against the guy from Japan who he just brutalized, right? Oh, yes. I forget his name. Uh, I did I did as well. Um, 
All right. But he demolished him. He demolished him on. Uh, on I mean, I th- you know, you would like this to be a co-main event, or you'd like this to not be a thing. But it's not a bad comeback fight, Luke, by any means. I'd never like when you're fighting your sparring partner recently on good terms. Some people didn't like Wilder Hellenius. In that case, I I thought they would suspend that a fondness for each other and bang, and they did. But I never love that setup, Luke. When you're Masayoshi oh, Nakatani, but then he beat Richard Comey like from pillar to post. Who did? Loma. Yes. Did I forget about the Comey fight? Yeah, everyone Damn. forgot. That's what I'm saying. So, dude, he went from losing to Lopez. Okay, well, that was what it was. Yeah. Then he beats Nakatani. All respect. Nakatani's legit. Then he beats Comey. All respect. Comey's legit. And now, like, Jermaine Ortiz doesn't even have a fucking Wikipedia entry. Like, I just I don't. know. I know, Luke. But, you know, he did retire. It. Yeah, whatever. I got to take a whiz, Luke. Okay, so. We got to talk about Katie yeah. Taylor. Oh, look. Look, look, look. Hold on. BC, react to this. React to this. Uh, well, it's great. Dude, look at this fucking poster. That's one of the best fight posters I've ever seen. Plus, of course, it's going to be Halloween. Not weekend exactly, but obviously on Monday. Look at this. Loma takes Manhattan. That is, seriously, no bullshit. Whoever did this over at, I don't know, ESPN or Top Rank or whoever did this, hats off to you. That is tremendously good. That's what I'm talking about. Like, fight posters these days are just, you know... I don't know. They just seem so uninspired. And you look at the old ones, and they were uninspired in a certain way, too, but they had a kind of historic charm. That one is tremendous. So that'll be, I think, on ESPN, I think a 9 p.m. start in the East. We'll see how it goes. And by the way, not at full MSG, just at the theater, which is not by itself any kind of, like, disreputable thing, but not the best thing either. All right, so that takes us now, uh, if we can move along, to the Katie Taylor fight versus Karen Elizabeth Carbajal. Boy, if you thought Lomachenko was a huge favorite, how about this one? Lomachenko was minus 3,000. You ready for this? Katie Taylor, <laughs> minus 6,000. Her opponent, uh, Carbo Hall, plus 1,200. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I just don't know what the, what the intrigue would be here on this one, BC. Did you hear what I said? Katie Taylor is a minus 6,000 fucking favorite. BC, what is the point of this fight? Can you please tell me? To be fair, here we go. She's fighting Carbajal, who was supposed to be fighting Serrano on the uh, Jake Paul Coleman that fell apart, yes, right? Yes. So I mean, Carbajal's not awful, but let's be fair. Also about Katie Taylor, she's at well, she's like thirty five. She knows the window's closing 36, as well. Yeah. We all want her to fight Serrano a second time. I think she will, along with exploring potentially, you know, Elisa Baumg- Alicia Baumgartner fight after her upset of Michaela Mayer. So. There's no short. Look, women's boxing's good right now. I mean, it's good. The the, the storylines, the Taylor's matchups. 36. Katie Taylor's 36 years old. Katie Taylor, separate from the few times she's had big fights, meaning Serrano for sure at MSG, and you know the two fights with Delphine Persoon. We can't forget. You can't forget that Belgian cop, Luke. She well, came one, to go to well, war. one of them was in like uh, what you call its backyard, Eddie Hearn's backyard. Yeah, the first Quite one literally. though was at Madison Square Garden. I was ringside, and that's probably the best women's fight I've ever seen because Pursoon's like, I'm going to stand in front of you like Michael Dude, the, Myers. The fight with Serrano was much better. Not put my hands up at all and just be on you. So my point is this, Luke, that Katie Taylor is, you know, an attraction unto herself. And a lot of her fights have just been like, this is the next person she has to fight to defend the belts, mandatories to keep it going. So yeah, she should be a big favorite to hear, but she stays busy enough where it's not like she's just fighting this fight and avoiding Serrano. I think we build toward a big money rematch between the two next year, and I think that fight was so close. Could have gone either way. It was such a spectacle. It exceeded expectations that, no, I'm not mad that she's coming back, Luke, against whoever is next in line because you know the roster pool is not deep here in the women's game in terms of long-term compelling matchups, but 
the pound for pound, there's about six, seven, eight legit boxers right now, and they're all trying to find ways to fight each other. So this is part of the, uh, this is a step on the journey to get there. So Luke, put some respect on these women for what they're doing. Dude, I'm happy to watch great fights, irrespective of weight class or gender. I just have a hard time understanding how this one is must-see TV. I didn't say it was. I didn't say we even had to talk about it, okay? Oh, they, Mikey put it on the rundown. Uh, speaking of uh, things and bills and whatever else, BC, Michael Myers sure is scary, but the last thing you need to be is hairy this Halloween. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped launched their fourth-generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day, you disgusting genital-having losers. I got an important question to ask you. Not you, Luke, but the people. Can we zoom in? Can we go to my tight hair? Let's get tight, okay? Tight, tight, tight. Have you ever tried to trim your balls and it turned into a Freddy Krueger film? Have you? I have. I've yeah, been I've there. Had a few. I've had a I few. used to use mini scissors, Luke, to, I, to stay mad. I've had a few bloodletting yeah, incidents. Yeah. You ever use like mini scissors that like just. I'm sure Ashley wants to hear this right now. Yeah. Um, it can be a horror movie, believe me. Uh, luckily, Manscaped, though, is here to save the day. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming line. BC, it's a full moon, and the werewolf in your pants is howling. It's time to tackle that problem with the Lawnmower 4.0. How You ever seen that Shakira video, She-Wolf? No. She's a she-wolf in disguise. You ever see that? And she goes, and I'm like... Is it up there with that J-Lo video, uh, Big Big Booty? You know that one with that chick? Uh, um, who's the chick? Is, is he Iggy Azalea? Iggy, Iggy Azalea. Adesanya, yeah. Yeah, Iggy Adesanya, yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Left nipple gate, yeah, there you go. Uh, they're, they're, titty gate, titty gate. Hey, by uh, the way, you know what was a great video, too? I please do the read? People, this is MMA-related. You'll get it. The Holly Holm... Um, karate hottie level up video it still stands the test of time it does not all right their finely tuned pew products feature a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology the lawnmower 4.0 easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet oh bc yeah did i mention this trimmer is waterproof no you can use it in the shower the performance package 4.0 that i mentioned also includes the weed whacker now, guys, listen up. The Weed Whacker is a nose and air hair Fedor Bador trimmer uh, that provides proprietary skin-safe technology that helps prevent the same kind of nicks, snags, and tugs that we're talking about on your ball bag, but in the delicate holes. So, guys, I can't stress this enough. There's a lot of Luke, like decently-looking men in their late 30s and 40s who don't realize they've got a bushel growing in their you gotta, ear you hole. Tackle it, okay? Get rid of that shit. And like, anytime somebody of any age is looking up close to my face and I can see all that nose hair coming down, like, don't be that absolute piece of shit. In addition to keeping your man area manned up, you got to also carry because you know not everybody gets to see your package. Do at they the cut end your the eyebrows day. when you get your haircut? No, I oh, just I naturally have thin no, blonde. I have ones. them trim my eyebrows as well. You have to because they just grow out like so, this shit. Like, look, we, we talk all this stuff about you'll clean up your bag, but how many people are actually going to see the, the, the groin in person of most of our viewers? Not too many. I've seen our viewers, right? Well, Phil, I just can't keep his pants on. I mean, but just... people can look up your nose and your ear holes all day. You got to keep that shit up to date. All bro. right. You can seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver yeah. Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will make sure your pumpkins stay fresh. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Yeah. they. <laughs> wow. Manscaped also just launched their new 
Body buffer. Yes, not Bruce buffer, not Michael buffer, (laughs) body buffer. This 100% antibacterial body scrubber is just what you need to keep you fresh and clean this this Halloween. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed travel bag. Bring your comfort in boxers to another level. Do you like the song Halloween by Dave Matthews off of the Before These Crowded Streets? (laughs) (laughs) Album. Yeah. Fuck Dave Matthews. (laughs) Fuck Charlottesville, Virginia, too, by the way. Fuck that place. All right. Yo, that uh, drummer's real good, though. Yeah, he's good. I mean, they're they're pretty talented, but, you know, just fuck UVA. I just want to point that out there. Fuck UVA. You Um, you get down with number 41? Hell uh, Real quickly. uh, No, I I can tell you something. I can tell you that. um, Also, if you're looking. Yeah, if you look if you look like a Wolverine and haven't cut your nails recently, if you look like Antoine from Alaska, all six eight of them, um, be sure to look into the Shears 2.0 nail kit. All right, right look, now you get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code Combat at Manscaped.com. Luke, you tend to ruin all the good parts of the show. On a no, I tend to basis. ruin all the parts of you just masturbating. I mean, on. here's the question. You know what's interesting about this show is half the. Can people- you finish the fucking read and then do this, please? All right. Again, again, that's twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Combat with a K at Manscape.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny. <laughs> with the Manscaped. Yo, your dad's such a piece of shit for giving out those Arby's coupons. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Roy Rogers, dude. Roy Rogers coupons wow. in ni- in nineteen eighties DC. Yeah. yeah, just being like, yo, I don't give a fuck who vandalizes my. House. Yo, Luke, I don't care what award you're winning. Check in on that rental property for me. Yeah, I was gonna say, Luke, that the beauty of the show is that you know half the people watching right now, you legitimately fucking hate one of the two of us yes. and wish that they would just die and that the yes. show could go in the direction that they prefer what they get from us. But the thing at the end of the day is we, we serve all, all customers here. That's right. And some people are here, Luke, for the, the shits, the giggles, the skits, the bits. Skits and they don't, bits. They don't give a fuck about your MMA analysis. The, right? skit, the skits and bits line comes from an interview I had where I don't interview, excuse me. It was a meeting I had one time when I was first getting into radio and they were like, so we want to sell ads for your MMA radio show. And I was like, okay, this is terrestrial radio. I was on 106.7 The Fan. And one of the ad people, well, at the time it was WJFK, but they were like, what about an idea where we could maybe uh, have you do some skits and bits? <laughs> and I was like, I'd rather sell nothing. I'd rather right. sell And look nothing. at us now, the, that Moneyline ad. Is there, a war, are there, is there an award in the ad space for commercials? Do they have their own award show? Because we, I feel like there's no award we can't win as long as the fans get to vote on it illegally by making 60 email addresses each that are all false to get us to the top, Luke. And um, is there a, a commercial award we can win or a documentary award or something? Uh, we can continue to do the show. We'd like to do that. So we can. Right. I, would want, I want to get to the fan subs. We just got to get through this. Yeah, Mikey says they're, they're next level. What? The fan subs. Today, so we have been told that today's fan subs are apparently like the best ever. Now, are you nervous about Gaff kind of softening that a little bit? By saying, you know, next level in the States, maybe, but people in Haiti hate that shit. You mean Jamaica? <laughs> BC, what's the capital of uh, Haiti? He's like Kingston. Port of Prince. Kingston. Okay. He's like Kingston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, BC, fight news. Yuri Prohachka versus Glover Teixeira, UFC 288, December 10th. Of course, means no John Jones heavyweight debut yeah, in 22. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Boney tweeted about this. I'm so, dude, nothing he says matters until 
It is signed. I'm going to come back. It's going to be blah, 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 blah. Shut. The, no. So is he stop, waiting out stop. a silent four-year USADA suspension? Like, why Why does he not fight? You don't, I don't fight. Know. I don't, why fight. don't, I don't fight? know, and I don't care. None of it matters until he is actually signed on the okay. dotted line. But, he has gotten into so many news cycles for, like, what could happen. Stop. Well, I think this does mean, though, Luke, that he's going to fight in Ganu in the first quarter of next year, and it could Maybe. be a monster could, fight. Could very well happen. You know, because that's why they would not do what John tweeted about, which is he's trying to make a Stipe fight. He tried to claim that Stipe's got issues over the negotiations, maybe behind the scenes, but... Um, Either way, when John does come back, it's going to be massive. This card, though, we've gone through it before. It does hold up pretty damn fine without it because it's a pretty deep card. And you have the Yeary Glover rematch to, to. I'm glad that they get main event status because that first fight was so damn great. Did you see that Aaron Bronstetter series of tweets about how many times Yuri Prohatska has been tested by USADA? 51. Dude, it's like five times more than everybody else. Yeah, I'm sure that's very fair for an independent contractor to have to do. I'm sure athletes don't have any rights of privacy and they, they should just be told to do this at all times. Conor I'm sure. McGregor didn't I'm sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, Conor McGregor <sighs> not being tested still in the rankings, still in the rankings because USADA. I mean, uh, they're, they're, they're the adults in the room. They're going to clean this sport up. I'm five fucking years old. And I still believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> fucking cream. Get what on top. What a joke. <laughs> Cream. What a joke. Uh, also on 282 right BC, mm. two fights that you're going to love. How about this one? Bryce Mitchell, Ilya Taporia. Love that one. Ilya Did you see that uh, Sean O'Malley uh, hype uh, video that clapped back at Bryce Mitchell for talking shit? No. Where he was basically like, Bryce hey, Mitchell versus Ilya Taporia. I'll get to that in a second. Where he was basically like, hey, Bryce, like your dad slept with your mom and that's how you were born. He, like, did he say he that? He did shit? like a mic drop like moment back at him. But uh, either way, this is a big fight. I like this fight Dude, a this lot. This is a sensational fight. And it's going to produce, will it produce a title challenger soon or is there more hurdles to clear? That's a great question. I, I, no, well, you've got, way more no, hurdles you got Cater and uh, Allen a little bit ahead of them. So I don't think so. Isn't this Bantam? No, this is 145. Got my guy. Yeah, I'm too casual for this conversation. All right, Patty Pimblett versus Jared Gordon <clears throat> also on that card. I think that's a reasonable step up for Patty. Jared Gordon is a solid fighter. Yeah, so I think he's is a solid so fighter. Also attached to this is the news that Bo Nichols hurt and, and pulled out he's of this card. Yeah, he's out so of it. So this, is this the attraction re replacement for that? It's an upgrade, right? It's an upgrade. Patty Pillman right now is, is must see freaking. It's an upgrade. We're gonna get a lot of Molly. We're gonna have a lot of meatball in your face, okay? Uh, also, a lot how of about Dave this? Portnoy in your face if you can deal with that. Yeah, fine. Uh, Bellator MMA versus Ryzen was announced. Now Josh Thompson put out a video. I have not watched it. it just came across my timeline. <laughs> Where I guess he gets on the MMA media for not covering it, and I'm like, or giving it more attention, and I'm like, but it just got announced, like the matchups this morning, right? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I, again, I, it just came across, and everyone <laughs> is killing him for it on social media, so I don't know exactly what to know his beef is. But I'm like, yeah, but that's like Bellator and Rise. You think job we'll ever rematch him on the podcast circuit? I don't know. I don't know. By the way, here's what. I, let me give you the details because it does sound pretty cool. It's going to be in the Saitama Super Arena, Saturday, December yeah. 31st. Four fights were announced last night. Kyoji Horiguchi taking on. Uh, Hiromosa uh, Kubo at flyweight. Patricio Pitbull taking on Kleber Koike. Koik I mean, I, can't, I, I, I cannot pronounce his names very well. This one is highly interesting. Alexa Grasso. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. AJ McKee taking on Roberto Satoshi. Now, that one is fucking awesome. So, uh, Satoshi, it does the Dragon Ball Z bit. Have you ever seen him do that? When the fights start, he goes, ah, does this thing. And uh, he's you look, yeah, no. <laughs> that was awesome. They just, By the way, they, that was awesome. They, they just make us look as bad as possible on the show. You look like Schwarzenegger and Predator, <sighs> like with the mud on your face and shit. You know? No, <laughs> no, get to the chopper. <laughs> 
It's not a tour. Yo, do you think Palpatine got laid with those, any of those alien women, and we don't like we don't realize that he actually did use his power for good? He's like Takashi Six Nine. He's <laughs> talking about sloppy toppy and all that shit. Uh, all right. AJ McKee, Roberto Satoshi, dude, that's a fun ass. All right, fight. so so fun I'm gonna be honest. Fight. I don't know a ton about these opponents, Luke. Because and then I'm lastly, lastly, casual. lastly, lastly, one Archuleta taking on Sue Troll Kim, Lash- Bobby Lashley. Um, Luke, I don't know a ton about these matchups. Should I be fired up? I mean, you get on the on one card on one night, you get the kind of the best belt has to offer in some in some categories. You know, the Horig- I've seen, uh, despite my inability to pronounce his name, Horiguchi and Ogi Kubo. I've seen Ogi Kubo fight. He's very good. And obviously, I've seen a lot of Roberto Satoshi, very, very action-oriented kind of guy against AJ McKee. That one should be yeah, a ton of fun. this will be a fun night. The I do not. I've not seen a whole lot of Clever Koike and Su Chul Kim. I uh, like the setting. I like the idea of promotion versus promotion. Luke, do you think fans will buy into that? Who wins? Who's the better promotion on this night? I mean, they're doing. They're setting a template for what would be the dream, you know, in both combat sports. Even though MMA doesn't suffer the same consistent logistical issues and matchmaking for the most part on the elite level that boxing does. Um, this is that dream scenario of all. We'll take our four or five best guys. We'll put up against yours. We'll do it on new year's Eve. We'll make it a big ass deal. This is a big ass deal. Will fans buy into the, you know, whose promotion is better part of it. Maybe a little bit. I would say that here's what I think. I feel like Bellator definitely offered up some really good fighters Yeah, in Pitbull and um, AJ McKee. There's not a caveman Rickles to Dude, be they've found. got nothing but former champions. Horiguchi, former champion, right? Or with Ryzen, certainly. No, he was a belter bantamweight champion. What am I saying? Pitbull, obviously. McKee, obviously. And Archuleta. So they brought in four champions. I don't feel like Ryzen is necessarily matching that level of acclaim. Now, obviously, Horiguchi goes back and forth, so he's a bit of a double agent in that way. Uh, and again, the, 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 to me, the one that looks the best on this is by far McKee Satoshi. Yeah. I love that fight. Um, who, we'll who could they have given? Asakura? Yeah, the Asakura brothers, who are like the Diaz brothers, kind of a Verizon would have been a little bit fun, maybe. Um, I'm Floyd? not so sure. They could have given us Floyd. <laughs> Floyd versus Juan Archuleta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, and last but not least, how about this? Ariel Hawane reporting that UFC hopes to book Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo at yeah. UFC 284 in Perth. Hate it or love it? Uh, well, either way, the underdog's on top, Luke, but I love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was, that was decent. Right? I'm not going to stop until, was it, my heart stops? Yeah. I'm not gonna, what is it? How's he saying? Yeah. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere, so you should get you to get, know get me. get to know me. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, right? This is how we do. Um, Luke, I would say that um, I'm really excited about it. I got to say, I don't mind that fight. People, someone, okay, let me talk about this. Someone was getting on me last night on Twitter about it, saying, if you are against Cejudo versus Volk, then there's no good argument for Volk versus Makachev. Right. And I really it's don't... It's fun ag- as shit. I man. don't agree with that at all. Volkanovsky is the number one pound-for-pound guy. Him moving up in weight, to me, is very different than Cejudo, who... Let's let's clarify this very, very quickly, BC. When was the last time Henry Cejudo competed? Right? So I want to point this out. We have the most Dominic current... Cruz. You're right. Dominic Cruz, okay? He was a title defense against Dominic Cruz. He hasn't competed since May of 2020. It is not remotely equivalent to say that Cejudo versus Volk is on par with Volk versus Makachev. One, because you have the pound-for-pound guy moving up in weight, which is exactly what's supposed to happen. And number two, Cejudo has been gone long enough that the division has churned over. What have I always said? Give him one fight to get to see where he's at. And if he can reclaim the title, well, then you can have that conversation. But to just be like, that's the same where a guy's been off for two, almost three years, 
Fuck no, that's not the same. It's not even remotely the same to well, suggest as much. The UFC is using his brand. I thought they would make him go through a little bit more of a gauntlet being super. I don't mind this. I don't mind, I don't mind him this. getting back to this at all. Fight. Plus, it gives us a sense to get Sanhagen Cheeto or some, some other combination there that and they want to get together. You know, would either guy, Cejudo or, or Sterling, be able to you know, hold down the staple of, of attracting huge audiences in the States? Probably not. It would be a big fight on paper, but might not equal the same commercial value. But if you put it in a hotbed, Luke, like Australia, doesn't it kind of raise the stakes a little bit on it? Because it is a huge fight. Current champion and, and pound for pound rank guy against former champion who walked off on his own terms. Through well, let's also just talk about this for just a second. If they're going to be in Perth, you would imagine they're going to do Makachev versus Volk on that card. So let's 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 talk about this for a second. If you have Volk versus Makachev on that card, plus Cejudo versus Sterling. Now, if if Cejudo wins, we can have a different conversation. But to me, he's got to get back in there and prove like that the two years off didn't yes. derail his progress. So this idea that he can just carry that forward because he's yes. triple C after being off for almost three years. Get the fuck out of here with that. Well, he put on that baby weight, I think, when America was born. Well, know? it's just it's a ridiculous thing to suggest that those two are equivalent. I mean, Get you could you could argue here. that Cejudo is the father of our country right now, right? What? He named his daughter America, Luke. Can you so what? watch me for the changes and try to keep up? Sorry to piss you off so, so blatantly You don't piss me off. This. You just baffle me. I love you. What I was going to say, Luke, is doesn't this tell you that the UFC likes the potential idea that I spit at the camera of O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera in a rematch Ooh. with putting the right. interim strap down? to Because a lot of people would go, what, why would O'Malley, who kind of just secured a title shot, be willing to do this? Well, if you put the interim strap down, I think he would be. Yeah. And it critically, if, you, if you don't, I don't know if he takes that fight. But critically, it would allow him to shut up all all of his dissenters. So let's see how much, if he has the opportunity, if he's got the courage to do that. But a lot of people are saying, Hey, BC and LT because of Sterling's friendship, you guys refuse to mention Marab in this title conversation. What the hell do we do with Marab? What, just as I ask you, what does this news on Cejudo mean for O'Malley's future? What, what should Marab be looking for in this larger picture at the moment right now? His he, friend to lose the belt. Yeah, probably He beat Aldo, yeah, but it was probably. like the least convincing win that he could have produced given the way he fought it. Yeah. He's got to get something else. He's got to get someone else in that top five that he can, you know, maybe Jan. Damn. Piotr Jan versus Marab Dualish. Really? Damn. That's a hell of a fight. Poor, poor Jan, dude. They're giving him. Dude, Jan's got some, he's got a run of bad luck right now. That's so, uh, you know, bad luck mixed, you know, the, the DQ loss. Someone asked fall. me, is BC going to do the bit where you still have never seen him lose? Have you ever seen? Well, that's what I'm this? leading to is he's the fans are hitting me up. Like, you see, this guy's entering that conversation that you usually reserve for Yoel Romero and TJ Dillashaw um, and Arislandi Lara in boxing. But now it could be true this way, Luke. Could be true. Um, anyway, that could be kind of interesting. I don't mind that fight at all. Uh, BC, how about this one? Our next partner has a product I use every day. Talking about athletic greens, I wanted better gut health, more yeah. energy, and I just don't like taking a bunch of pills. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like, I can't, you know, the, the horse pills are the worst, right? But also what's bad is shit that just tastes bad. But athletic greens is one scoop of the green magic powder per day. It's got that tropical clean taste. I feel healthy. I don't feel like I ingested something with too, too much sugar because it doesn't have that. And it's about starting your day. The, my wife's always like, stop drinking coffee right when you wake up because it's what your body's going to be craving all day. But yet if you start your day with a, eight ounce glass of athletic greens, you're going to force your body to crave high energy nutrients, right? The kind of shit that's probably right here for me to read. Adaptogens, probiotics. Adaptogens. Why don't you adapt whole to- force, Whole food source superfoods. Take me to another So if you level. want to help your gut health, nervous Take system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, 
Athletic Greens, we can take it on live stream days too, BC. Love that idea. And, you know, you might ask yourself, like, what is this, Luke? But one delicious scoop of AG, right? 75 high-quality vitamins, just like that. Minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. So convenient that I'll probably travel with it. You know what I mean? It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it costs even less than that Showtime habit that you've been having for $3.99 a month, Luke, after the first month free. It certainly has. Taking Athletic Greens is a small micro-habit with big benefits. One thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself, And don't just ask BC. Why don't you ask the 7,000 people who have given Athletic Greens a five-star review you don't lie in that, right? People are honest in online reviews. And you know who else is honest? Leading health experts, Tim Ferriss, Michael Gervais, who said, buy this. It works. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And Luke, why don't we make it even easier on our viewers right now? Athletic Greens is going to give you for free the one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and the five free travel packs of AG1 that we talked about with your first purchase. But you must go to athleticgreens.com slash morning combat. All right, again, athleticgreens.com slash morning combat to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's see these fan subs. Let's see these motherfuckers. Uh, so we give you an email address every Wednesday. It's called morningcombat at gmail.com. You put your dead wrongs in there for Fridays. But on Wednesdays, you typically have artwork. I have to fart so bad. Yeah, you can do it. If you want me to... You want to so boom, badly. You need, a, you need a boom mic for that? I, I, I don't think it, the sound will carry. Would you be willing to try to light it on fire for the... Uh, for the uh, if you had a thousand dollars cash, I would do it. A thousand, really? You couldn't just do it for for for, for the art. for the lulls <laughs> for, for no. the ass art that these people deserve. Uh, you typically send us like fan like uh, paintings and like weird shit, like uh, you dressed in really tight t-shirts to show your loyalty to the brand, and we try to reward you by showing the world. This one's called fan submissions. You fan subs. We've got mail viewers. Viewers, yes. Calf, what happened to that sound drop that we used to play for that? We just talk over it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's a great direction there, Gaff. Come on. Uh, let's go to Victor to start off. He says, uh, hola to my favorite podcast. Do Whoa, this okay. guy likes the BBL. Bro, look at my. Look at this guy, right? This, this is my hero. First of all, I want to be very clear about this. Wow. Look at my man's mesa. That means table in Spanish. Uh, look at the. the my the, man's got sangria. He's got, he's got, he's got some. He's got some. He's got some arroz. Luke, he's got, I think he's been to the gym too. Do you see the the vantage he's got going on? He may just be. The... He may just be uh, thin, but still, still, my man is doing. This is living life the right way. I think he won every category with that picture. Here's what he says, guys. To so my favorite podcast duo, next to Nori and DJ EFN on Drink Champs. You ever watch that? I've Nori. watched Drink Champs. Yeah. Uh, Long time listener, first time submitter. I recently copied some merch. Copped some merch just in time for a trip to Mexico with the Mamacita earlier this yep, month. They don't, they it was hot as balls up here, so wasn't able to wear my medium tea, but made sure I did when we went back to Isla Mujeres for dinner that night. Yeah, the island of ladies. That's the closest Lady my MK merch got to ladies one of the island. seven wonders of the world and had some sangrias on you guys to celebrate. Wow. Congratulations to Vic right here, right? Yeah, dude, sangria. I like some sangria. You like sangria? Uh, my wife's always trying to get me to take a sip of her sangria. It's decent. I mean, do you ever try Adam Corolla's Mangria? What? 
Mangria? What yeah. is in Mangria? Adam Carolla's version of Sangria that what, he sells. So what is in there, like COVID and rock salt or some shit? Yeah, yeah, uh, there we go. Thank you, Victor. Uh, Living the life, Victor. Mexico is my favorite vacation spot. My wife doesn't like it as I'm much dying as I to do. go. I'm dying to go. I like the music, the culture, the food, the you people. Know, you know who went as uh, my uh, brother-in-law? Pipe, he lived in uh, Mexico. Like He was oh just doing digital nomads. Dude, he must have been oh, he was, he, slaying You know what he told me about Mexico? He told me one place that people got to go to. Uh, Huaca, Oaxaca. He said that the food and then the culture, and obviously the ladies, I'm pretty sure, are nice. He said it's one of the most underrated Mexican gems out there. You know, I'm you, dying to go. When you talk about the... He's going to, he's going to uh, Colombia in a few weeks. You know, when we talk about what makes up a BBL, you never give love to the fine Mexican women of this world, ever. I, dude, I'm not discriminating. I've, just ne- I, I've never been to Mexico except the airport, so it doesn't really count. So, You know, some people have called Colombia the Mexico of the South. What does that mean, Brian? What, do, what, what does that mean? They love boxing. <laughs> They love, love good food. They have beautiful women. That's true. I would say that, you know, uh, they're very different places. They're very different places. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to take MK cameras. With you know what's Columbia. funny? You know what's funny about this? I've said this too. The Mexican food, now it's getting better recently. Yes. But the Mexican food in Colombia, not very good. Yeah. Not right. Good. They shouldn't be, you know? Bad. You well, shouldn't no, have good should Colombian be. food in Connecticut. You know what I mean? You shouldn't. Can you? Uh, you might. They have money. They might. I want to find out where Glover Teixeira eats. Yes. For his South American cuisine. Yes. And Good then call. We, yes. Actually, we could probably RSD him in a restaurant. We'll, yes. We'll meet back up with him. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah we, we do you think do he that. liked us? I do. I do think he was he amused us. by us as if we were. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think he found us like harmless and charming. Yeah. Okay. Because I think every time I made a joke, he thought I was insulting him. No, I don't. Th- I don't know if he got the joke. I don't think he thought we were insulting him. Okay. Let's go to Josh. He says, if Sean Brady wins which he unfortunately didn't for, for Sean Brady fans. <laughs> uh, BC's upcoming tattoo, a tattoo oh, that not that even Luke awesome. could yeah, criticize. BC actually does have this shirt. Oh, my God, way. this is so funny. Uh, there is a term they call this kind of our a masterpiece. If Sean Brady loses, D, D, BC dodged a bullet. Do we really need to see some low-T individual rocking some Brazilian-level tattoo work? Even Jose Aldo shuddered. I hear when people say this. that, dude. There's very good tattooing in Brazil. Like, this very is from good. Josh H. of Perth, Australia. So you know he's going to be there when... Captain Cringe comes back, but Luke, this meme. So people sent me this this video of this bad tattoo, but they don't realize this was on. Have you seen this shot in like episode like four or yes, something like yes. way back? That does have a resemblance of the a resemblance of, a resemblance of the of the shy warrior princess herself. Luke. Yes. All right. That's funny as shit. I like that. There we go. Uh, let's go over to Christopher. Luke God, bought look awful. Luke bought new glasses. His old ones couldn't stand being on his face anymore. He must have bought them from the same guy who buys Delta 8 gummies. No, those glasses are nice. I have them here somewhere. Because the new pair subsequently radiate beautiful purple and pink light through they the do. MK they, broadcast. They, that's the one problem with them, but they are oh, very this is helpful. hilarious. This inspired me to make a Photoshop of Luke as famed 80s icon Max Headroom, which people forget ever They existed. don't know shit about Max. Uh, as he is clearly now destined to become the cyborg vaping uber bitch we have long expected him to be wow just kidding i love luke even though his glasses are stupid it's christopher (laughs) mk all day every day thank you hey those glasses help me see i'm old fucker uh this is from at young thick on twitter y v n g t h i k Mm -hmm. dear luke and bc the delta infused mk producers uh it is frank here and I have decided to make this meme after seeing this clip on IG. All my dogs follow me. Dude, that's the same brand I have, Elf Bar. Yeah, this is, uh, people want this and have you seen this shit badly, Luke. Your thoughts on this comically large vape. This man is, uh, this is me. This is, dude, this is utterly fair. Look, 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 look. 
Yeah, yeah, that's trashy Could I be shit. stupid? Could I be stupid? Uh, Luke, stupid? remember a guy that I love, but you've hated on him because he went to Team Bisping, Brantendo64? Yeah, he sold us out. I like that guy. I like him too, but he sold us out. All right, he says, day one, donk here. It's Brantendo. Ran into Luke Thomas at the grocery store yesterday. Did he? Didn't get a look at his face or stop to chat, but as soon as I saw his towering stature, silver hair tattoos, and of course, oh my God. his on-brand t-shirt, I didn't feel the need much more to know I was in the presence of LT himself. Have a gummy for me, boys. It's MK and BLM. Yeah, you know, day. I don't know about... I don't know about... I would rather them not try to co-opt one way or the other any kind of political messaging, but I do feel like the words there, the Bang Latina MILFs, is a, that's a bipartisan platform it is so do you welcome, i feel like you could reach across the aisle with that do you welcome brantendo back into our mix as a p1 even though he i forgive him i forgive even him. though he's working for the other side he's, but, but that's not the bisping's not the other side he's another side no there's nothing wrong with working for bisping it's just that you know he i wish he, i wish he would help us a little more you know what i mean saying? does he can he gaze at you with both eyes he is dream he is a dreamboat no he is a dreamboat he is yeah 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 all right, let's go to JP. This guy, you know, uh, what? What? Where's JP from in Nova Scotia? M Mount Unike. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It looks like Uniac to me. Good day, crew and fans. On Monday's show, we received a sneak preview of our MK hosts and producers' favorite and unfavorite Halloween treats. It was morning combat Halloween candy, like men do. Love you guys. Keep up the amazing award-winning show. Three Musketeers, go fuck your family. <laughs> <laughs> Fast-breaking Mambas, if you get a popcorn ball, you should just piss on the step as they close the front door. And then Sour Patch. Is that Mikey in the bottom That's corner? Mikey in the bottom right. Is that Gaff top right, or is that a different Haitian-American, Luke? That is him. Okay. I think he's Jamaican. Luke, true or false, JP originally put a picture of your actual father on this. He did, which I was not okay with. But uh, I want to say, where is... Oh, wait, did they have one with my dad handing out the Roy Rogers yes, coupons? Yes, it, it was pretty hilarious. It was pretty hilarious. I just didn't want my dad on here because, you know, I've got to give him a little bit of privacy. But Yeah, like he's given you for all these years. Yes. <laughs> That's more the silent treatment than <laughs> yeah, yeah. some privacy. But. All right, let's go to uh, people never talk in the potential donk of the year running for Danger Mouse. Is that true? You know, I think that's fair. I think it's fair that he gets uh, included, or he or she. I don't really well, know. He says, hi, BC. A couple of creepy ones from me to celebrate the spooky season. This new night vision camera is great. Has Luke ever had a stalker before? <laughs> every vape you take and every show you make. <laughs> Every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be vaping towards you. Do you, you. put a black tape over the uh, camera on your laptop while you're watching Violent P on the road, just in case? Do I put a what? A oh, I don't use my laptop. Oh, okay. okay. I don't Good. use my because for that reason. Because Ad, can, Zuck could be watching. He could be watching. <laughs> he could be watching. Could be watching. Uh, Danger Mouse said, I also found a rare photo from an unpublished MK interview. Rare scene from BC's unpublished Rose interview. That's a little. That's, I that's, don't know. I don't. I don't want this. Is that the Sigourney Weaver like alien bit? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't want this. No, I don't want this. Thank you. Um, are you gonna watch the the Rose documentary on Fight Pass, the one that's premiering at the the uh, film festival? Probably not. Probably not. She has an incredible story. She's an incredible person. Yeah, but like any documentary that any this is true for any athlete. Like, oh, there's a LeBron James documentary. Well, that means LeBron James had a hand in it. Which means you're going to get a very, very sanitized version of the truth. I'm not. I'm oh, not, so you want the real Rose truth for any athlete? Like the the real story is not the one that they want to tell the public. The real story is the one that you've got to find and dig to tell. I think because she's a. Little I've never seen in that films. I've never seen the Michael Bisping video, and I like Michael a lot. I've never seen the Connor one, which is everywhere. 
It's I just I would I, w- I want to see what another person has to say about. I it. think because like myself in Imantis Staniosis, you have a prejudice against successful Lithuanian Americans, and this is why you won't watch this film. You also thought Jamaica and Haiti were the same, so. Well, he went to both on the same trip, right? On the same IG post. Yeah. He toured the islands. He climbed the trees, I'm sure. Okay, that, now you're getting weird. That's no, no, little, no. I mean, I mean, that's a, that's I mean, a very. I mean, int- for that weed. Oh, Luke, okay. Right. I all thought right? you were being racist again. No. So. <laughs> no, come on. Wow. All right. Uh, I got a pop from Gaff on that one. Let's go over to Joe. Jay. Like, there's old Joe. racist beast. Okay, here we go. This is Joe from <laughs> Australia. Oh, that is awesome. Hello. Just wanted to enter a fan sub for MK. The caption oh, that should fuck. be read with it The year is 2032, and the PFL Smart Cage <laughs> just got a lot smarter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like War of the Worlds, Luke. Dude, that is fucking great. Dude, when when that smart cage figures it out, how to how to kill us all, Luke? It's gonna. That, I mean, it's the smartest cage I've ever seen, yes. and I've seen some smart cages, but that one. Do you know what I like about? Uh, you know, Uber... the smart cage went to Harvard. Wow. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. Ivy League. Do you like? Do you ever use that? Actually, option went to Vanderbilt, the Ivy League of the South. At the end of Uber Eats, when they're like, you have four more minutes if you want to get anything from Seven Eleven that you ever wanted. I don't do that. I don't. I don't like. If there's like if they're like count, I need time to like make my selections. And then you definitely wait until it gets cold in front of you before you. That's take also a bite. true. Why? Yes. What? What happened to you growing up? That I don't know. I don't really know what that is. I can't, I don't have a good explanation for that. Okay. I do think this. I will say this. Do you feel like? And this is not universal, but do you feel like it happens enough where when restaurants serve you food, they serve it to you way too hot to eat? I usually have to wait a little bit for it to cool. See, I have. Do you know how like I get criticized as not being manly enough because I don't welcome pain? But the reality is you I do just, have a I just you, feel things deeper. I have I don't think that's true. I just think you're I, close. the one daredevil skill I have is no matter how hot the food is, not in spiciness, I'm a wimp with spiciness, but in temperature, temperature. I'm go I'll I'll take the wounds necessary to attack. See, that I think shit. I think it comes to the fact that I feel like people overly serve food temperature as hot and when it doesn't need to be. So it's like a shitty rock band just turning their, their, yeah. their things. The up. distortion, just yeah. too much distortion, you know, like too much auto tune, like Deontay's new single, say it to his face, to his face. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Joe. That's a brilliant, that's Joe from Austria. Do look at, look at Phil right now deciding how he's going to skin us. <laughs> <laughs> can we have, can Phil just sit on the couch for the rest no, of the No, don't make him do that shit. Why? I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that. All right. We close with Alan W. Life is like eating a box of hot dogs. You'll never know if it'll give you gout. <laughs> combat where simple meets grumpy. Dude, this wow. is this is this is like that's so good. That's shockingly good. Wow. I'm Lieutenant Dan. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am living a charm life. I'm Lieutenant Dan with scope. Juggalo tattoos. Fuck off. Wow, that is so true. That is such a true painting of us. Wow. Um, photo number two from Alan W. Um, anyway, <laughs> in episode 364, <laughs> oh DC God. listed the five things he hates. Number one, spiders. Then black licorice. Then chicks with tattoos. Then male ass tats. And number five was needles. So, uh, wow. This Dude, is that a- is... Uh- that is uh, that is so good. You know, some people have said, Luke, BC, you're a hypocrite. You you claim that's that's one of the five things that you hate in life, but yet all of the UFC look at your buns, UFC that white, fighters that, that white you follow. Pair of, look, look at your ass in the white booty shorts. Yeah, that's not accurate. Um, they say all the chicks you follow in the UFC have tattoos. So why don't you explain yourself? You know. Yeah. What about that? 
I guess that, you know, I, I guess I, I welcome... Wait, wait, wait. Keep, keep it up, keep it up. I keep welcome up. the danger. Like, they welcome the danger of what, you know, the sport and what it offers to them negatively. And I, I guess in this case, I have to put up with that ink to get, you now, know... Now, BC, BC, would you say that this woman is attractive or not? Yes, but I would also say that she's not my type because she's fake as shit. Yeah. Luke. Okay, BC, here's a little tattoo um, 101 for you. What do you call those designs on the wall like that? What do you call that? What's the name for them? I don't know. Call them flash tattoos. Flash tattoos. Flash. So those are what you can choose from, or those? Yeah. Are so if you just already want, finished ideas. You yeah. Can, if, if you just want like a general design, you can just go and pick it. Usually better for walk-ins. Okay, blow up, please. That middle thing, Luke. Had Sean Brady defeated Bilal, any of those flash tattoos you think would have worked for me? Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, they they they're usually like American traditional type, so you can just it's very easy to get one of them. You know, uh, um, right. a butterfly maybe for your forehead. You my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Right? Decent band. Shitty, shitty song to be remembered for. Decent band. That that record that that song's on is actually it doesn't suck. Anyone else? Go, uh, Long Island Luke would back me up if he was here. He he knows some things. All right. Look, they're just ready to get the show. Do they I hate mean, you? Know, everyone that works in here hates us. Yeah, they fucking <laughs> loathe our existence. Look at Ash. She does not want to be a part of this conversation. How's TikTok, anymore. Ashley? Can we close with Creighton Barrel? Okay. Can we close with Phil? Just get an update on I don't, life. I don't, I don't you know. Huh? Yeah. No, don't fuck with Phil. Dude, he'll steal. Yo, you know who's he'll here? Knife you. You know who's here this week? Tristan. You think he added to that collage on his left arm of rabbit animals? Because he's got some good work on there. He, he probably has. Yeah. Him. He's been. He's been real. Yo, active. if he gets a raccoon, I'm for that. I'm for that shit. Yeah. Yo, I follow an account on Instagram where they they raised a raccoon like a kitten, and like they it acts as one, and it like rolls around on the bed. And I plays shot with a toys. raccoon once. Ever I'll, told you that story? No, but I respect raccoons. I, I do. You respect them? Well, I respect their their danger and their power. Like if a bear, uh, this is legit because I live in Connecticut. There are bears in my front yard eating up my garbage on the regular. They're not afraid of me. I'm not afraid of them. I go out and make noise right in front of them. They give me dirty looks. They eat. They finally walk away. But if a raccoon's out there, I'm I am I am not fucking with a raccoon. I was uh I was they out, will eat you. I was out fishing once, and uh, we this is years ago, and uh, we had one that was clearly rabid, and it charged us, and um, so I shot him. Uh, and killed it. Did you protect a woman in doing that at all? No, it was just me and a couple of the friends. But okay. uh, it was really weird, and it was they, they, that thing would have scratched your eyeballs out and then played with the connective tissue like he was salacious crying. No, it was it the was it was clearly a rabid animal. Um, yeah. So I, I almost had to fight a squirrel one time. I couldn't get into my front door of my apartment at four in the morning after delivering newspapers, like a degenerate piece of shit side <laughs> job it is. And uh, the rat, the squirrel was stuck. He he didn't know what to do. So I thought I could just beat him with a like a broom in my head. I was like, Oh, I'll just beat him with a broom. He got into fight or flight mode and he started throwing his body off the walls and shit was flying everywhere. Cause he was so scared. And then I realized, Oh, he actually is willing to kill me. So I had to go sleep on my parents' couch for the rest of the morning. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, yeah. yeah you, ever been, you ever been hunting? No, there's a life is a hunt Luke and I'm trying not to get hit. Okay. I'm trying not to get in anyone's uh, crosshairs. One right? time this has nothing to do but with I'll eat. any of this I'll conversation. Eat the, I'll, I'll eat the, the rewards. Luke. I won't eat that ass. Like what's Stephen the a. what's the most exotic animal you've ever eaten? I would eat pretty exotic. Like I eat a what a, is the a most retired racehorse in a second you've eaten? Probably only like deer, or I think I had rabbit once. You had venison before? Yeah, I've had venison. Yeah, I had rattlesnake once. How did you? Have, uh, oh, really? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had Rocky Mountain oysters? 
Someone's testicles? No, yeah, not okay. someone's testicles. Because um, they'll trick you into that in the Southwest. You got to be careful. I, in New Orleans, you can get gator tail pretty easily. I've had. You've had the gator tail. It's all right. Oh, I think I've had yeah, gator right. jerky. Is that the thing, right? I think yeah, yeah, like you that. can get it. It's, yeah. all, it's okay. It's a little yeah. gamey. Uh, yeah. But I no, I've had rattlesnake. That was we killed a big ass rattlesnake one time, and then we had a friend who knows how to like make the meat from it, and so we gave it to him. By the way, we chopped its head off, and we threw it in the back of my friend's truck. And we drove like, I'm not kidding, 30 minutes to go to his house. And when we got in there, you could touch the rattlesnake's leftover body. And the, the headless body would like turn to wherever you were touching it on the fucking snake. So you had to grab it by the top, even though there was no head on the snake. And I had to deliver that fucking thing to him. It was crazy as shit. All right, I got an interesting idea for our next doc. What if we went to Chad Mendes and hunted with him and put Jake up in like a tree stand and like we interviewed him the whole time while we're like scoping out animals and shit, but we're allowed to get real you high. You think you could actually kill an animal? No, but I could get real high. Corey Anderson. Oh, yeah. If he buys that new tractor, we should ride that. We should just mow his fields with him. And then just go poaching. <laughs> Tipping cows and shit. Yeah. No, by the way, shout out to Corey Anderson. Um, uh, his his wife followed us on morning combat. She seems like the nicest and, um, person. Yes, I got a big fan of him. You know, I wish him well in this fight coming up for Belter, which is a big one against Nemkov. So, um, Luke, I was going to offer this week if we get a chance to interview Julia Rose again, will you ask her what she likes and dislikes about following me on Twitter? No, like the, I, what are you know? Here's what here's my goal. Here's my goal yeah, for this week. Yeah, I want to say it, this out loud. Showtime, yeah. so you're going to love this. My goal is I can't on the broadcast obviously ask her why did you ask Stephen A. Smith if he eats ass? Yeah, you'll get fired. I'll get fired. Rightfully so. And, uh, yeah, understandably, I get it. Piece what I'm hoping shit. is that she hijacks the broadcast like she did last time and then just all, of her own volition understands what we're about and goes, here's why, guys, I asked Stephen A. Smith if he eats ass. I want to get the follow-up on the broadcast without, I'd like me, having, to see the without face. me being culpable for it. Where's our producer, Matt? If he gives me a weird face right now, I'll say no. Yeah, is it a no? Is he blowing oh, up the he's commode? he's blowing up the commode, yeah. Oh, you guys <laughs> talked all that fucking garbage about me not blowing it up, and now you're taking turns just fucking demolishing it. Ashley, are you next? You got, okay, you that, go that's a, inappropriate. Ashley's like, Ashley, you know what she said to me when I came back? She's like, I'm going to take a big-ass She's dump. a bride-to-be. We don't have these conversations, okay? <laughs> Brides don't do that, okay? They don't. Brides don't take huge-ass dumps? No. Bridezillas. Bridezillas yeah. do that. Do you like? Do you watch Bridezilla shows? Yo, did you see Bridesmaids with that shit scene? Yeah, it was, was, it was pretty yeah, good. It was pretty gross. It was pretty yeah, good. It was, it was a pretty, pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good movie, really. Spoiler alert! It was pretty gross. Yeah. Hey, I got a movie recommendation for you. Argentina, yeah. nineteen eighty-five. You gonna watch it? Is it uh, in Spanish or? It English? is in Spanish. Yes, no, they not, speak Spanish no, in Argentina. No yeah. No chance. You know who I bet watched it was Martin Bader. Love I guy. love Martin. Martin's the 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 PBC and Showtime uh, translator. Great, great guy. Great guy. Uh, he is great. He's also a huge, but if you're a Boca Juniors fan, congratulations. Dude, Boca Juniors. I got an interesting idea. I don't know if you would ever be interested in reviving the RSD franchise, not the RSD 2.0 interview franchise, right. but the RSD. Hey, let's just get wasted and talk on the camera and risk our jobs. What about Martin as the third, the third man on the, on a, he like would a, have to get real drunk. Yo, he probably has stories in Argentina because Argentina is filled with cowboys. Like, these are guys that go. Gauchos. They call them gauchos. They go after it. They're not cowboys in terms of necessarily a horse. Sometimes they just make yes, that lifestyle are. applicable to their life. Like, there are boxers that are cowboys, Luke. They're just motherfuckers. I wonder if Martin's got some stories. You know what I mean? About gauchos? No, about living life as an aggressive male. But I think he's from, like, Buenos Aires. He's not. He's from a city. 
Does it, you can't be a badass from Buenos Aires? You can, but you're not going to be a fucking gaucho. No. I'm talking about the, the, the mindset, bro. The ga- that gaucho mindset. I don't think he's got a gaucho mindset. He doesn't look like the type. You think he's more of a lover than a fighter? He's more of the guy at the bombanera doing, yeah, doing this bit. Yeah. You know? Ali Pumaye. Yeah, yeah. That was from the Rumble in the Jungle. It's not racist. It's not racist. It's from the Rumble in the Jungle. I mean, you, know. you have to clarify. I probably shouldn't say it. You know? <sighs> yeah. So uh, today, Luke, they can catch us live. Yes. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. That's right. Tonight. On, the sh- on the YouTube it's going to be it's going to be on the Showtime, Showtime Sports. Sports or the Jake Paul YouTube channel. It's going to be the open workout for all things Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, Showtime pay per view this Saturday. And a reminder on that: you can order right now by going to Showtime.com/ppv. You're not just getting the pay per view. Luke Thomas and myself will be calling the Showtime countdown preliminary bouts. Yes, it's early evening Saturday. Now it's more of a like companion podcast than it is like directly calling the fights i'm told there'll be some guests that stop by yes, we will be in the arena though so we'll have some live guests there's actually some interesting fights on there there's a rising heavyweight unbeaten and jeremiah milton who's making some noise yeah, oh on yeah there. He, who's very by the way he has a dope ass uh nickname dreamland yes which comes from like the black wall street part of tulsa oklahoma plus um like you know Put dreamland sleep. Which, yeah. yeah cool cool nickname and uh there's a women's fight that's real interesting so sh- is it shadesia green was green her last name yes she was a uh all-conference basketball player for old dominion but had a boxing background came back into it was a heavyweight olympian for the u.s but now has cut down to super middleweight and she's fighting a two-time former world title challenger in uh ogladis ogladis suarez ogladis who's like two fights removed from fighting for a title so this is gonna for a nine and oh shadesia green who's talking a big game you should tune in Saturday. There's, there's going to be some interesting theater. Should be fun. Should Beyond be fun. just Luke and I just living. Just living it up. Maybe we'll get Martine on that panel. Right? Maybe. Talk about gaucho life. Talk about that gaucho life. That chimichurri. What you know about that chimichurri, bro? Yo, I don't know anything about chimichurri. It's fucking awesome. It's awesome. All can right. you put it on any meat or just steak? Yeah, yeah you, can, I mean, you can put a lot more than that. You can put on a lot of stuff. It's delicious. All right. All right. Uh, that's Brian Campbell. I'm Luke Thomas. Reminder. Yes. Well, 7.30 p.m. in the East today, 4.30 local time. We'll be there on the Showtime Sports YouTube channel. Check us out. Which, which will also mean interviews with the big names yes, on the card. Yes, you know? so we should get some big names Jake there. Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, yep. Uriah Hall. You want, us to, you want us to interview Dr. Mike? We'll interview Dr. Mike. We'll interview Dr. Fuck All right, Mike. so that's it. So you think he'll give me a prostate exam? He might. Air? He might if you All ask right. for it. If I he think. has small enough fingers, I'll be might be interested in it because you do have to do it. Let's let's not be let's not joke about it. You, it. It needs to get done. But what I asked Dr. Mike in my interview, you can check it out. Was can we get a workaround? It's 2022. I mean, does you have to go in through the outdoor? Is that the only way, Luke? That back door is key, bro. It's key. All right, uh, Showtime.com, 30-day free trial. If you like it, you can keep it. If not, you can bounce. There you go, 399. God, you hate fun. You hate fun. No, I just, I, I got to take an enormous dump. I mean, I'm just going to absolutely fucking, you know, Moab. That You know what the Moab is? The mother of all bombs? Yeah, it's in Utah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Anyway, Bunker Buster. I'm going to hit one of them Bunker Busters. Uh, will, you, will you consider an upper, de- upper decker just to leave your <laughs> mark on the city or what? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, to kill Malka for it. Uh, also, morningcombat.store for all the merch, of course. You can find stuff there. Thanks to our partners at DraftKings, at Athletic Greens, at Manscaped, at lots of different places. So that's it for us today. Thanks to Malka. Thanks to Showtime. Thanks to CBS Sports. We'll catch you guys 7.30 p.m. tonight in the East, 4.30 p.m. local time for the open workouts for Silva versus Paul, Paul versus Silva. And that's it. Any final yeah, thoughts? Thank you to all our great sponsors. You know, you're going to have to deal with a commercial hair there from MK, but 
and money line. Don't forget, today's the last day to enter for the yeah. money line contest to come out for this one. Does as well. anyone give you more fun commercials than we do? That's my question. Okay, but thank you, money line, for this offer, guys. Last time. Two tickets to Paul Silva this weekend. Two Airfare, hotel, autographed gloves from Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. All you have to do is follow those three steps. Check it out in the description below. Download that Moneyline app. Two couple quick steps. You're in. You can be hanging out with us on this couch Friday, giving your pick for the main event, okay? I tried to get Filthy Phil on this couch. They wouldn't let me. But you can win this award. You can be here with us. We can rub awards against each other, okay? All right. Well, with that in mind, let's call it a day. So for Showtime, for CBS, for Malka, and everyone else involved, that's BC. I'm LT. MK is out. We'll see you guys a little bit later. Until next time, may all your gains be loyal. By the time you get to Arizona, Zona, 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 Zona. <laughs>